0: Hi, in top of the morning to you. Welcome to Movie Dumpster Season Three, Episode Four. Okay, how? <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> What's up, dumpster dwellers? Welcome to our St. Patty's Day episode. We're doing the other Warwick Davis Leprechaun movie today. Um, yeah, we're talking about a very unlucky Leprechaun from 1998, directed by Brian Kelly. I'm Joel Ascola. I'm Sean O'Rourke. I'm Connor, I would like to die, please, McGraw. Welcome to the dumpster.
1: Miss Molly, what were you doing around here? I'm looking for the leprechaun. Well, if you find him now, will you give him a message? Because I happen to know that your little leprechaun hasn't eaten a four-leaf clover in a hundred years. So
0: that means you're not the one who's out of luck. Oh, no, he is...
1: Now, I'll get on with it. Otherwise, I'll be in serious trouble.
0: You know, know, Connor, you say you want to die, but I, I, you know... that's not your real middle name. It's it's Seamus, from what I recall. <laughs> uh, Remember last year, we did Luck of the Irish. Seamus was the bad guy that came up. See, I don't forget. I never forget. Yeah, no. A leprechaun never forgets. Before I get into my own uh, my own uh, misfortune here, um, can I just ask a question? Like, is this Irish cinema? Is this all we have? Is this these shitty-ass leprechaun movies? And Boondock Saints, I think, right? Oh, yeah, I really appreciate Boondock Saints. Let me tell you, it's got the... It's got the, the wit of a thirteen year old with a boner. Rawhead Rex, man, come on! You got the pagan god of dicks, dude. Irish dicks. Okay, so wait, hold on. It's movies. It's it's movies that are basically boner metaphors or leprechaun movies. <laughs> <laughs> or or
1: leprechaun
0: movies. <laughs> <laughs> or or drunk hitmen? Question mark. So my yeah. Well, no, that's Boondock Saints is also a boner metaphor because. Can, oh yeah. Right. Troy, Troy Duffy's like, isn't this edgy? No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. I mean, I'd like to believe they all live in the same place and just fucking dance around in the fields to some fucking Irish music. <laughs> <laughs> Rawhead's there, fucking, you know, he's got the baton in hand, you know, watching them dance and, you know, giddily around. Oh, you know what serious Irish movie I can think of that that it's, it's just depressing is Angela's Ashes. Ooh, yeah. No, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. I don't know, I never really think about it <laughs> like irish american movies like you know irish gangster movies like departed and gangster new york and stuff but like sure anything else genre wise is like leprechauns that's it <laughs> it's a good selling point i mean i i grew up as a uh, american irish person i guess connor you just uh someone looks at you at the uh, right time of day or year and you just uh you give yourself away yeah dude my like if i grow facial hair long enough like if i'm in the sun like it's like god like people just look at me and go like what the fuck are you hey connor hey you got a pot of gold connor (laughs) where's your pot of gold uh it's uh in a in a in a stone chamber and after you find it i'll murder you with bricks Oh, come here. Let me give you a hug so you can get to the land of leprechauns. And then and then a life just turns white for a second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can confirm that is what a concussion feels like sometimes. Just going out of consciousness. I got I got I went out years ago when I was back air wrestling. I got power bombed right in my head. And uh it looked like someone had flashed an incredibly high strength camera in my face for about two <laughs> seconds. Oh man. So This is a New Horizons joint. Um, I thought that our first one of these would be Munchie, but it has eluded us so far. Um, Definitely got to do that on the show one day, but um, yeah. So this company is founded by Roger Corman himself. Yep. You know, when his name popped up, I was like, oh boy. (laughs) I had the same reaction, Connor. (laughs) I texted Joe. I was like, "Wait a fucking second!" <laughs> I was like, "You!" I was like, "You slut, Roger Corman!" Like you'll <laughs> fucking pay for anything. Uh, let me just drop some some history on you, real quick. Um, yeah, so like, so Corman originally founded New World Pictures, um, and then when that couldn't sustain, he had to sell it right? But um, he was able to keep the rights to most of his older movies and then was able to start another company called New Concord New Horizons. Now, (laughs) Now, that company distributed films to the new New World Pictures that was bought out by another company, but then that deal fell through And then he ended up merging New Concord and New Horizons into Concord New Horizons. And now, all of the rights to those films are under licensed by Shout Factory. Okay. Roger Corman is my favorite con man. That's that's all I'm hearing when I'm breaking this down now where do the demonic toys fit in and how do i find them um well the demonic toys that's 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 the richard band universe my friend oh yeah my bad a separate shyster altogether <laughs> yes i forgot I, i'm getting my uh mdu fucking mythologies mixed up uh, how could i forget roger corman's frankenstein um, bound of course yes but new horizons brought us so many great films like the carnosaur series and Munchie. And this. And this, yeah. A movie that I can only imagine. They called up Warwick Davis and was like, hey, how bad do you need some money? I was gonna say, how did he get bamboozled into doing another leprechaun movie? Let me tell you something. There's already four leprechaun horror movie leprechauns <laughs> out. At this point! I know! Okay, he's done, he's gone to fucking space. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right.
0: By this point, okay? I, I can almost see that argument after 2, if it's like, yeah, okay, sure. But after 4, it's like, I guess you're right, he just was ready to do anything. It, this came this comes out a year after Leprechaun 4. So, that series is already in the fucking dumpster, I mean... It is like calling Doug Bradley and ask him to reprise, like, not quite Pinhead, but like, a really enthusiastic, like, acupuncturist who also has pins in his head. <laughs> <laughs> but after, like, five Hellraiser movies. like, <laughs> uh, If you call Doug Bradley back to do a remake of Drop Dead Fred with pins in his head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see it. Yeah. I'd pay to see it. Yeah, I would. We all actually watched the original, I guess we'll call it, Leprechaun before we watch this film. Are, am I correct? Yeah, well, this is called A Very Unlucky Leprechaun. So the yeah, so the Leprechaun horror movie is just Leprechaun, straight up. Uh, I'm just gonna say this now for anyone out there listening: uh, go watch fucking Leprechaun. It's amazing. It's great, despite th- what you might have heard. <laughs> uh, Jobs in it. That's right. He he is in it. Um, I don't care for it, but that's just me. I've already stated my. How could you downplay that so much? Fucking Francis from Pee Wee Herman's Great Adventure, basically. Big Adventure, basically plays fucking Job. Yeah, man. <laughs> Literally, he's got the suspenders and the fucking red shirt on. <laughs> and someone's trying to get him an operation with a fucking leprechaun's gold. Yeah, man. He fucking somebody's calling up Pierce Brosnan. And there's Jennifer Aniston being amazing in her first role. Yeah, yeah. Um, There are many... Uh, strange parallels between that movie and this movie that I'm sure we're gonna get into during the course of this episode. Mm. Yeah, like split timelines. Yeah, see, that was the thing. Like, I that's why I urged you guys to kind of watch the first Leprechaun horror movie because the parallels between that and this movie are. St- Daggering, yeah. Um, it it and just like Connor said, it there is some Joe Buchanan shit going on here. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I'm telling you, when that leprechaun at the end of that first film in '93 falls down that fucking well, he comes out the other side in Ireland. <laughs> so, oh, so it's like *Hellraiser* three when uh, Pinhead has a humanity split and he becomes two people. Is what you're telling me? Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, you take that Doug Bradley reference all the way back around, and, but now, now you throw a couple other characters in that mix. You get the you got Roger Corman first of all, the man behind that fucking proverbial curtain. Um, yes, and and Doctor Buchanan himself, fucking John Hurt, ripping through that fucking time space continuum. He's just driving between these two timelines, like <laughs> oh hey, look, like looking at both of them, like he's on a fucking roller coaster. No, no, that fucking well is the back door to his pocket dimension. <laughs> it's like, oh, he's figured it out. Damn it, Warwick! One major thing in the original Leprechaun that I thought was very odd, just to make a quick comparison here, was you know, the main thing that stops the Leprechaun in that movie is a fucking four leaf clover. Mm hmm. And spoilers in this film, that's what he needs to become lucky. Yeah because he's very unlucky because he hasn't eaten a clover in a hundred years a four leaf clover in a hundred years right otherwise he's the shittiest magician who's ever lived not only has he not eaten one in a hundred years but that's how they fucking kill him in leprechaun getting him to eat it (laughs) (laughs) how the fuck how does Warwick Davis get this fucking script and just say, hey, you know, this is like got a lot of tropes from a movie I did five years ago. This is backwards leprechaun. How dare you? A fucking paycheck, dude. That, that's what I it. know. I know. <laughs> and he's not bad in this. He isn't bad. No, he's the best part of this. No, he's having the most he's having the most fun of anybody in this movie. Much like the first leprechaun movie. I kind of like the way they actually do uh, his outfit in this film. It's a, it's kind of like the other end of the spectrum of what you picture a leprechaun would be. Right. The more traditional type, I, I would Yeah, say. Like, yeah. Like the fey folk of the forest kind of look. I also found out recently that apparently his name was Lubden in the fucking uh, horror movie. Never saw that in the movie. Okay, where did that come from? You said you read that on Wiki? Wikipedia, man, you know? Yeah, but what movie is that introduced in? I, uh, it's probably in one of the later ones, and then somebody just went in and edited the first film's, you know, description, if I had to guess. Because I didn't see that Leprechaun Returns or whatever, which is like that direct sequel to the first one. Oh, uh, what the, uh... The, the wwe one no 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 no. there's a new there's a new leprechaun out called leprechaun returns i think it came out a couple years ago by now and it's a different it's not warwick it's some other guy uh, okay i think you are talking about the same movie it's leprechaun origins no it's not <laughs> i'm telling you it's not i watched leprechaun origins that piece of shit and it's not <laughs> that movie this it's called leprechaun returns and there's uh Another small uh, actor in it. It's not Warwick Davis. It's somebody else. Like Warwick wouldn't come back to play it for whatever reason. I don't know. Uh, but it's a direct sequel to the original Leprechaun horror movie, where like he comes back out of the well or whatever on the fucking on on Dan O'Grady's ranch or some shit. I haven't seen it, so I can't weigh in on it at all. Okay, but this movie, uh. I, I, I already mentioned Rawhead once going back to our first episode but I was getting some serious Rawhead feels in the beginning of this movie um, I don't know if we want to just plot crunch this real quick yeah sure I mean we kind of already did um, well we haven't we haven't talked about Molly yet and Tim Matheson uh, so so Otter from fucking Animal House moves away <laughs> Because he lost all this is like a fucking theme in these movies, these children movies of the parents having no money. Yeah, I, I was going to say, like, what is with us watching kids movies about fuck up dads and having to leave and move somewhere? Like, I mean, he's how to Howard. You, can you blame the guy? Yeah. Right. In those fucking shitty books. This guy's the worst. Oh, this guy sucks. He's the worst dad we've seen so far. Yeah. Tim Matheson. But uh, he takes him and his daughter Molly from Chicago, and he moves to Ireland because his uncle passes away and leaves him this fucking magnificent mansion. Yeah. And uh, essentially, Molly's kind of like the odd kid out. No one wants to be your friend. Uh, No one's paying attention to her. And in the process, she befriends Lucky the Leprechaun, played by Warwick Davis, and this old man Mr. Mulligan is her only other friend. Yeah, the fucking drunk. She uh, learns life lessons from uh, Lucky and... uh, that's pretty much the setup. Question mark. I mean, she learns her own life lessons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like He tries to take credit for it, but she pretty much figures it out herself. <laughs> And her dad learns nothing. Also, you could do some word replacement for this, and it's the exact same plot as Prancer. No, yeah, for sure. Oh, my God. Maybe. (laughs) Yeah, the mom's dead and everything. (laughs) Tim Matheson, I just want to get this out of the way, too. He was actually in the recent Child's Play remake. He played, like, the fucking CEO of the uh, AI company. That's right. That's right. He was fucking Al Donnelly in Black Sheep, Chris Farley's brother that he's fucking uh, campaigning for. Vote for Donnelly! Florida (laughs) Harold! just always think of that scene. But yeah, he's driving along the Irish countryside, and uh, I swear to God, this is the same exact set from Rawhead. I was gonna say, like, they could have driven past that fucking dad as he's watching his son getting eaten, and just like, hmm, Ireland's weird. Anyway. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, kid getting ripped out of the car with the fucking Clone Wars uh, magazine. No! There's a Secret Wars comic book just on the ground that they run over. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I must have been a scarecrow out in the field. Yeah, I guess I'll keep driving. Rawhead's a backdoor pilot for the unlucky leprechaun oh yeah man it was just some catchall on the ridge there mate well we find out here i mean we kind of already said it but uh dad's a writer but this guy's kind of coming out to ireland a because he's broken b because he's trying to write his next uh how-to book yeah but this man is not cultured in any way shape or form he's no. just this fucking boring he ri- he writes how-to books on like how to how to plant a garden how to mix concrete. No, it's like how to stare at a popsicle stick for 90 minutes. <laughs> like, it's the fucking way. It's like how-to books I would never look at in my life. How to boil water. <laughs> How to put on your socks with style. How to watch paint dry. It's three hundred pages. I think he pretty much does mention that at one point. He has this book that he's working on throughout the film about fucking linoleum, and I'm just like, how boring is this motherfucker? What like the hundred and what? W- how does l- linoleum work, and how how to how to use it for stuff? I'm a successful author of books like light switches and you and on and off. <laughs> Velcro, my friend Velcro. Opening Doors 101. While he's explaining to his daughter all this, she could care fucking less. They come across a uh something running past them in the road. Oh my god. A fucking green speedster. Oh my god. <laughs> There it is. Uh, and then he crashes his car. He's like, Hello, my name's Eobard Song, but that name's not important today. Iabard <laughs> e- O'Grady, at your service. uh because, uh, you know, believe it or not, folks, there's a fucking leprechaun crossing sign right there. It sure is. They fucking run it over, don't they? Well, they might as well have. They might as well have newmaned it. Uh, <laughs> which way's the east dock? Uh, leprechauns that way. Just fucking spins it. I was say, well, he also runs across the street like a fucking deer. Like, he jumps right out in the fucking, like, there's a car coming. He's like, and runs across the fucking street, uh, which then causes them to hit this little sign. And the dad goes, oh, yeah, they never read my book. They didn't put this in deep enough with concrete. (laughs) (laughs) You can't beat concrete. Yeah, it's got to be two feet into the ground. They didn't read (laughs) post-making. How to dig a hole. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, also, do you think, like, rural, like... Irish folk have signs in the middle of the road that say "Leprechaun Crossing." No! That's some shit you find it like at, at, at like some suburban like that's like at a Mardi Gras fucking parade as like a. Joke for one day. Yeah, it's like a goof that you'd find it like your grandma's bathroom or something, right?
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It's American St. Patrick's Day decorations you put up for a day and you take down. <laughs> yeah, it's at the dollar store leprechaun crossing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just those stupid plastic signs you can just tape to something. My goodness, dude. When the shots, because they don't, we don't shy away from this, right? We just have little Warwick Davis scampering through the fucking woods, and then we're cranking, oh we're g- cranking the film up, like so it goes super. fast. Fast? It is so fucking funny because, like, he there's a shot, there's like a like a, a horizontal shot of him like running through the woods. And he's like. <laughs> Dude, it's just him sped up it running. It's hilarious. I'm like, oh, my God, he tapped into the speed force. Look at him go. Well, they go looking for him, and they can't find him, so they just fucking get back in the car and leave. Yeah, then they pull up to fucking mansion. and What the fuck? What's their family name? I don't remember, but we we meet this old man that I mentioned, Patrick Mulligan, and, of course, because he's Irish, he's sucking down on a flask. Oh, man, he's, he's drunk this whole fucking movie, dude and he's the only other one who believes in the leprechaun and can see him he also looks like he's a star of his own limerick like his name's patrick mulligan like you might as well have a <laughs> have one written after um but that man is is fucking he's giving off vapors the whole fucking movie he's so fucking lit <laughs> dude he has those little those little pops happening above his head like <laughs> yeah, and his fucking eyes are crossed, and he's like, "What do you say, little Molly? Should we go out to the garden or what?" <laughs> he's, hes like old Looney Tunes drunk. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, laddie, lass, whatever. <laughs> I've uh, seen this leopard. I've been chasing him for seventy fucking years. He's got the jug with the three X's on it. Look! 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 Ah, uh, yeah. Can you not do that in front of my daughter, please? Uh, do what just pisses himself oh man he's whipping it out on the side of the house for sure <laughs> you fu- you see this beautiful fucking mansion i can't overstate it yeah that this poor sad sack fucking inherited <laughs> This this fucking idiot inherits an old Irish castle i hate him <laughs> uh, right just some like long lost fucking uncle he's like yeah just left me all this property in ireland i guess well yeah whatever i guess it's kind of cool here yeah he's never seems he never seems grateful he's like oh well now i inherited this fucking castle Ah, i'm so bothered by it now i gotta put all my books up again (laughs) well it's called the fortune mansion but uh, mulligan says ah we got another name for it here it's called the misfortune manor because it's unlucky and (laughs) he i like to call it lost wages yeah oh my god (laughs) Well, Tim Matheson goes, Whoa, well, what are you talking about? Can't be that unlucky. My uncle lived here till he was in his 70s. He's like, yep, and he died at the ripe old age. <laughs> he was so, un- like, just bad shit happened to him every day until he died? Is that what he's getting at? He finally tripped down the spiral staircase, and no one found him for two weeks. <laughs> This guy's got to be like probably 70 or 80 himself. So that's why he's like, yeah, what's wrong with that? He should have lived another 20 years. This man comes with the property. Like, <laughs> that's how old this fucking guy is. Can I fire you? No. I was born of the earth, levade If you kill me, the castle falls. <laughs> yeah, right. Then you let out the... Di- yeah, that's what happens. You fucking kill him and Rawhead comes out. There you go. He's the keeper of the Rawhead. I Patrick Mulligan. So we go into the mansion and it's it's covered head to toe in bullshit cobwebs dust. It's fucking it's covered in Mr. Boogity cobwebs. And yeah, it's yeah. Yeah, it's falling apart, dude. John Astin's in the fucking background. <laughs> hiding <laughs> with the fucking lights off. He's like Duke Duke. Does he just wait for, you know, incoming single fathers who have shitty jobs in their new houses? <laughs> The difference here is though that Mulligan went in there beforehand with a shotgun and put it between his eyes and pulled the trigger. Oh no, he's the ghost now. He's Mr. Boogity, the Irish version. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mr. OBogity. Mr. O'Boogity at your service.
1: <laughs>
0: that works a little too well. Mick <laughs> Boogity. McBoogity? McBoogity. <laughs> My name's Clancy McBoogity. Yeah. Oh, Seamus uh, McBoogity. Uh, <laughs> but the dad Howard, he gets upset with uh, Mulligan because he's talking about this leprechaun. And uh, he's saying to him, he's like, hey, uh, you know, m- my wife died about 18 months ago, and it's been really hard on my daughter Molly. She was killed by a leprechaun. Yeah, he's like, if you could just kind of, like, knock it off on the leprechaun talk. She kind of takes everything that people say as reality, so just kind of cut back on that. And the guy's like, it's real. I'm not making it up. He's like, all right, uh, a little <laughs> ease off the booze there, old man. <laughs> he, like, lights of a- He's like, get away from me before I light a match in front of your face. <laughs> <laughs> The guy burps, a literal bubble floats into the air. Oh, my God. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's fucking cross-eyed with the little blips above his head. He's like, here, Mrs. Mulligan, take my book, How to Undo Cobwebs. <laughs> the 12-step program, how to 12-step. Here you go, you fucking old Irishman. How to dust. And Mulligan's like, what am I going to do with this? He's like, uh, I don't know. He's Italian now. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Put it on your shelf. Oh, I guess I'll use it for the fire. I'll keep myself warm when I sleep on the fucking couch in the garage or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So while they're having this conversation, Molly goes off and finds this fucking proverbial well. And, uh, you know, there's a burnt ass leprechaun at the bottom of this, but she tosses in a coin and uh, it wakes him up. And he's a lot happier than he was five years ago. (laughs) I thought Tommy was down there. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) The well is also the mine shaft. That means that at some point when Warwick, when bad Warwick died and fell through the hole. He passed Corpsefucker and Cumdar and Pumpkinhead playing cards, right? <laughs> he, just, he just falls right by him. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck was that? I don't know. Uh, anyway. Hit me. <laughs> I just pictured them like the fucking APA. <laughs> just sitting around a fucking card table, drinking beer, just fucking playing cards. Exactly, exactly. Terry Runnels is there for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mulgan's like, oh, if you throw a penny down the well, you you make a wish. And she's like, can I, Daddy? He's like, no, that's too expensive. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we don't throw money away here. A quarter, a dime, a nickel, a penny's like, ah, we can't do that. We're really hurting. Fucking hate this guy. Oh man, he is like. Wait until the layers of this shit onion start peeling off because <laughs> it's coming. Yeah. So she flips a coin in there and she says, oh, I wish I was home. I wish I had a family. I wish I was at my home. Yeah, I wish I was home or whatever. Yeah. And uh, the coin comes flying back up and she's like, what the the heck and then fucking and then uh, andy's down there and she's like troy throw down the bucket <laughs> me and the goonies are down here data's down there he's got that fucking uh that tooth fucking contraption he shoots out and <laughs> this is a big fucking well huh? oh yeah man it's fucking one-eyed willie's little cave it just gets wider as it goes down like it's a fucking infinite quarter you go down there you don't know what fucking portal you're coming out on <laughs> So, so she hears a voice. It's, you know, it's, it's not them. It's the fucking leprechaun. And she gets freaked out and she runs off. She's like, oh my God, I heard a voice. And her dad's like, yeah, okay, honey, uh, go lay down on this cob covered bed. I didn't clean up at all. Look, I I really hate that this cat, like his character. I mean, how old is this little girl? Eight? Nine. Gotta be. Something like that, yeah. Right? Like, why are we discouraging her imagination? Also, she's trying to cope with the fact that her, her mother just died, and you've just moved her from the U.S. Right. To fucking Ireland. Like, You moved to a different continent. Yeah. like <laughs> You had to ask this kid to stand in front of a fucking white wall and take her picture to get her passport, for crying out loud. Exactly. I, I don't know. It's just... It, he's very much like fuck you. I can't be bothered because I'm trying to put my life back together. He's such a fucking wet blanket, and like, yeah, you know, he doesn't communicate well, and he's also no. just—he's a fucking buzzkill the entire time. He's oblivious. Yeah, and and he kind of—he ha- says a few times throughout the movie that oh, I'm an adult, you know, I you know, I had to get rid of my imagination because you know, I, I had to write these how-to books. I couldn't write anything fantastical, so you shouldn't—you shouldn't have fantasy thoughts either, daughter. Nobody buys that shit. You don't have an imagination. I can't imagine the man who wrote a book on how to watch cement dry has an imagination <laughs> No. Well then, this is where, uh, you know, he tucks her into bed and he goes back downstairs into his fucking cobwebs. And uh, he, you know, he finds Blossom in there, believe it or not, you know, <laughs> somehow got lost in there. I think he came through the well. I'm not quite sure. Hi, sir. Hi, sir. I'm Hello, sir. I'm here. I'm your butler, but... I- oh, man, you really just match the whole building, don't you? Yes, sir. I don't clean anything, though, sir. Would you like some morphine cocktail, please? Okay. This is all I can do. I'm 1,800 years old. This used to be the North Pole. If the house gets destroyed, his soul gets released, and he's just like, yes, let it burn, please, sir. <laughs> Uh, finally freedom (laughs) thank you well for all we know lucky fucking caused this guy to be here because he uh he's got some talent as we find out later he sure does so uh, it's nighttime right and warwick davis crawls out of this fucking well (laughs) And he's fucking popping around like like laughing and, and, and snickering and like jumping through like the fucking weeds and shit. Fucking whoop-de-dooping the whole movie. He's like, ah ha ha ooh, yeah, wee! The whole like for the his most of his screen time. I love it. He's skipping through the fucking flowers and shit. This this got me, right? Because he bends down, the first thing you see is like him bend down and like grab a handful of fucking clovers and just munch on them. And I'm thinking to myself, like, oh, There's no four-leaf clovers in there, like, at all? Not in that spot. I I mean, I guess not. Mulligan is priding himself on the fact that he has, like, a garden full of four-leaf clovers and no leprechaun ever fucking eat any of them. He doesn't have that Geordie Verrill fucking patch that uh, they had in Leprechaun where they just randomly had a four-leaf clover in the middle of fucking East Bumblefuck at the end of that film. Oh, yeah, man. You got some fucking meteor shit, uh, fucking plant patch there? Green thumb in it? Maybe he's like King Arthur from Monty Python. He just can't count. He's like, <laughs> look at my four-leaf clovers. There's three leaves. Three-leaf clovers. <laughs> but he he does his best Billy impression, and he fucking flies up the trellis. <laughs> oh, my God. And he goes through the fucking window. Every,
1: every shot
0: is so, because it's just it's Warwick Davis hanging from strings on a green screen, and then they just, like, animate him. Dude, it's fucking gold. they like, have you ever seen Mary Poppins? Just lose the umbrella. And all the panache of Disney. Yeah, he, like, awkwardly chugs up the screen sometimes. Like, it's really fucking amusing looking. <laughs> <laughs> but he pops through the window, and he gives her a coin. Uh, I guess it's supposed to be the coin she dropped down in the well. And, of course, because he's the unlucky leprechaun, he goes to, like, you know, flip it with his finger onto her pillow and it just falls on the ground. He's like, ah, shit. And he he goes, picks it up, puts it on the pillow. He's like, my work is done, as he falls backwards out the window. He just flew through this window, and now he falls out of it to the ground presumably to his death we don't know so she wakes up in the morning and she finds the coin which i got to say this kid doesn't move in her sleep because he puts it right on her fucking pillow and it's still there in the morning i got to tell you something if that leprechaun put that on my pillow that shit would have rolled under the fuck like off the bed and under it and would st- have stayed there f- until i moved yeah yeah it would somehow end up outside like i i've sleep violently like yeah. <laughs> you would have never met lucky no and then we meet uh let's just say the shit of this film what is this apparatus he has around his neck like what uh i don't know he's like fucking baron harkonnen dude he looks like he's the king of zamunda i feel like that's like a part of irish culture that we're just not uh aware of because he's like the mayor mayor mcgreedy uh, get it, McGreedy? Greedy? The famous McGreedy clan that wears fucking space uh armor <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, he's got this fucking gold like ceremonial like medallion around his neck that's like it. Like I said, he looks like a king. I mean, yeah, it has like back pieces too it's weird it's probably some fucking thing that if if you saw this movie and you lived in ireland you're like oh yeah my fucking mayor has that stupid shit too (laughs) oh yeah every mayor has one of those (laughs) it's uh it's custom well he comes in and he starts talking to howard he's like yeah you know your uncle owed me uh like a hundred thousand pounds you gonna pay me and he's like uh he left me this house what do you mean he's like he also left you his debt too well if you don't pay me I'm taking your house and knocking it down. And there'd be no tiny dinosaurs to save you. He... I think, like, the whole thing is, like, 15,000 pounds, but he owes him... Right, it's, like, some insane amount. Yeah, he owes him specifically, like, 3,000 that day or some shit. Yeah, he's like, like, oh, I want to buy this house so I can fucking demolish it and put up a metropolis. Whatever that means. I'm sorry, I do a terrible Irish accent, so you're getting Scottish. You start somewhere and you end up Scottish. It's... <laughs> um, if that went long enough, though, it would have ended with you as Christopher Lambert, inevitably. Yeah, so. That's just what happened. <laughs> Lambert comes out every time. I'm here to demolish your castle and take it for my own. I, I'm here to knock down the fucking house. <laughs> I'm here to construct a, a, a temple to the Lord Raiden. <laughs> it's me. Spoilers. Um. Uh, yeah, guys. Immediately a shitheel. He's like, I know your uncle's dead, but he owes me money, and I want it now. I don't care who it's from. He's like, it's a. It's unfortunate. <laughs> So now uh, I need to get it from you. and then, and then, from behind him, uh peeking around his leg is a uh believe it or not, a house elf uh that it's Dobby <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God, because I shit you not. These kids at her fucking school in the next scene are Crab and Motherfucking Goyle. <laughs> you had the same thought that I did, dude. I think we all unanimously saw Crab and Goyle. I did the Harry Potter thing, but I was like, "Oh my god, are these like the Greater Dursleys." Look at these fucking kids. Like, I mean, they might as well be right. Their dad's the mayor. They're like the- f- I mean, that principal might as well be Aunt Petunia. Yeah. Oh, God, yes. Do you think J.K. Rowling like saw this and was like, hmm? <laughs> no, clearly she saw Troll. Come on. Both. She saw- Double feature, man. She did a moonbeam and a fucking New Horizons uh, marathon. <laughs> <laughs> Back when she was working fucking tables. Yeah, I could see it. Yep. Yeah, but like, there's one kid is like, he's just kind of you know, nondescript, but Then the other kid is just- I don't want to shit on someone's appearance, but like- He's Toby. This kid is- Gigantic, and the whole time he's speaking, he's like, he's like, oh, no, oh, no, that's <laughs> I'm telling you, man, it's crabbing going to a tea. I have to, I have to squeeze my cheeks together to talk like
1: this kid.
0: Later on, when he's got a fucking helmet on, I was like, that poor kid is stuffed into that fucking <laughs> <laughs> dude, and he's ADR. We'll get to it. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like her first day at school and they're and they're picking on her. Essentially she's like goes to sit down to eat her lunch and they are like, Hey, it's a new kid. She's American. Let's beat the shit out of her and steal her lunch. I'm gonna eat this kid's apple and she's like, Can you leave me alone? I can't see through my bangs. Well, she, they they kind of start picking on her, and she ain't having it. She fucking hits them both right in the gut. Oh, yeah, she fucking elbows these kids. Yeah, and then she jumps on the table and runs, you know, down the end of it. And if this fucking principal, this piece of shit principal will boil. She's like, ah, you're the new student, and you're already causing trouble. She's like, I don't like troublemakers. And then she takes this fucking little girl, she makes her clean the latrines with a toothbrush like fucking Andy Griffin. Yeah, but, like, the whole thing is, like, the principal is trying to fuck the mayor because, like, his wife died too? Right. And she's like, oh, those little boys are like my boys, so fuck you, you're gonna clean the bathroom now. Where is the teacher? There is none. There's just this principal, that's it? We see it, all they do at this school is eat lunch, that's it. (laughs) Yeah, eat lunch and scrub the fucking toilets. Yeah. They eat lunch on top of a giant cement tunnel. On top of a construction site. <laughs> yeah. Um, this principal is clearly an alumni from the Trunchable School of Cruelty. <laughs> She, right after this, she's throwing somebody out the window by their fucking hair. So uh, so she gets, like, sent home. Like, her dad picks her up, but we don't see that because she's traipsing through. She's, like, stepping all over the fucking garden and shit. And Mr. Mulligan's like, oh, what you doing out here, little girl? Oh, I, I'm... And she's like, uh, she's like, I got sent home early because I did something bad or something. He's like, well, let's have a drink then. Ha! <laughs> This will take the edge off, little girl. (laughs) He's like, have you seen a leprechaun around here? I've been chasing him my whole life. Now you're from fucking the block or something, or you're, you're Cockney. <laughs> I, I, dude, I can't do it. I hope everybody at home is enjoying my it- terrible impressions. Well, he he's trying to, like, you know, get to know this little girl because he kind of feels bad for her. But in the same breath, he's making her clean up the fucking yard. He's like, yep, okay, that's nice. Can you take those bags to the shed? Well, if you're not going to be at school, I might as well make you do hard labor. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, "Yes, Mister Mulligan." <laughs> now get that fucking wheelbarrow of manure and start spreading. She fucking walks away. He's just pulling out that flask again. This man doesn't stop drinking. Oh no, dude! He's sitting in that fucking lazy boy in that in that horse shed or whatever the ho- the fucking barn there. Yeah, you know what? Honestly, she goes in the barn to to bring the garbage over there, and she sees like. She sees, like, this rotted part of the wood in the corner. She's like, what the hell's in here? So she rips open the uh, the door, and in one corner are all these fucking egg crates piled up, and she just hears this really heavy breathing. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I locked it. But to the right of that, there's this fucking beaten-up go-kart. And you kind of hear in the in the background, kind of off into the distance, you hear Warwick muttering to himself like, Son of a bitch, I thought that thing was destroyed. <laughs> yeah. Because this motherfucker drives a go-kart in Leprechaun in case you're not picking up what I'm putting down. Not only that, okay, he's fucking, there is not only a go-kart in this film. I mean, he doesn't drive it in this one. He drives it in the first one. And he also drives it in the second one, too. Does he really? Are you fucking kidding me? There's a go-kart in the second Leprechaun film as well. They had to bring that gag back. Because I completely forgot about the go-kart when I was watching it the other day, because it had been probably like a decade since I seen it. But that part when he drives that little fucking car with the teddy bear in the back seat, I was on the goddamn floor. How do you not like it? It's hilarious. <laughs> also, that makes three Leprechaun movies wherein there is go-kart hijinks. That's like too, too many, right? That's, uh... Not a statistic I thought I would ever hear. <laughs> no. Did, like, I have to imagine, like, we're just sitting down reading the script, like, this is a joke, right? Like, you just, you, you did you did the movie I just did, but did it backwards. Oh, another go-kart. Okay, great. <laughs> cool. How much does this pay again? <laughs> I don't even think, he, dude, he didn't read the script. Come on. The goddamn references don't end there because she sees the go-kart and then she hears some kind of fucking singing or, or giggling coming out of a refrigerator that's just conveniently parked there. It's a giggling fucking uh, icebox, dude because she fucking opens this refrigerator and he pops right out of there just like in leprechaun just like in leprechaun right before they start fucking doing whack-a-mole with him in the cabinets <laughs> right before they shoot him in the chest yeah he's definitely dead he's he's he survived being shot like three times so far in the movie but he's definitely definitely dead oh fuck he got up yeah now he's skateboarding down the hallway when will we learn i I just have to say, real quick, and then I I might stop my leprechaun references at this. Uh, They might come back. Possibly. But I swear to God, the way fucking poor old Mr. O'Grady goes in that movie, hanging upside down in the fucking elevator, just telling Jennifer Aniston the plot, is kind of hilarious to me. You need a clover freshly plucked from the clover patch. Put it on his body, and that's how you stop a leprechaun. How the fuck did he get him in the ceiling, by the way? (laughs) I don't know. I mean, he's magic, but come on. Ridiculous upper body strength. So he starts teleporting around, Lucky, and for once I'm sitting here watching a movie and saying, wow, they actually show the character teleporting instead of it just happening, like Uncle Sam or Devin's Ghost or any other, other number of films we've done on this show. And when we say teleporting, we mean stopping the camera, removing the actor, and then... Pressing record again or rolling again. (laughs) Right. He essentially does Goku's instant transmission, but without any, like, you know, fancy effects. He's like, and just shows up somewhere else. Yeah. I mean, unless he's freezing time and then walking over there and, like, reactivating it, that's also a possibility. Oh, my God. He's not Eobard Thawne. He's Hunter Zolomon. He's got the still force. (laughs) Well, it's almost like, you know, that old SpongeBob episode, you know, where he's got the Quickster fucking outfit. And he's like, "Yo, you see that rock over there? You want to see me run to it? Want to see me run do it again? I think it's kind of like that mentality of he's so fucking fast he just disappears in front of your eyes. Oh, yeah. He's like Waco Kid, dude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. He's that fast. Um, but then she, uh, he starts chasing her, right? And then he's like, what am I doing? You're supposed to be chasing me. And then she does. And then giggles again. But then that's a foolish girl because he is a speedster. So that's a very... Uh, it's just, he just fucking zips off. Well, she starts chasing him. And she's like basically just running through the goddamn road. And she almost gets run over at one point. Yeah. By fucking... By the other uh, antagonist? Character? Yeah. So she ends up like... Putting this little man in a fucking potato sack and dragging him into a pig pen, a pig uh, barn. And he's like, oh, yeah, caught me. Or so, like a mausoleum or something. It's like... <laughs> the tall man's there. This is this part breaks the rest of the film. I'm just going to say for multiple reasons. But one main reason. Yeah, she caught him. That's it. It's done. Yeah, it's done. Why does she have to catch him again? No, she, like she caught him. Well, he should be. He should be flying off to the land of leprechauns now, right? But he's a motherfucker, too, because he shows her where his gold is, and then he tries to murder her. (laughs) That's another thing with this movie. He does try to murder her. I do agree, Connor. (laughs) But (laughs) unlike the original leprechaun, look, I'm already talking about it again. It's all right. He wants his gold, and then he's going to get the fuck out of there, but no one will give it to him, so he kills them all. Yeah. He needs it because it's supply it's like his supply of his power like he sells his soul for his gold that's the plot exactly leprechaun whereas this one he's just like whoop well, you caught me here's my gold i don't need it yeah i don't he doesn't he doesn't need his gold in any way, shape, or form. No. I mean, it only gets talked about like what once or twice in the movie, like the, the, the like his actual gold and the desire for it. Like Mulligan's constantly after it, but like as a plot device, it just falls out. Yeah, well, that's Mulligan's end game. <laughs> but like, they talk about it here and they talk about it at the end, and that's it. Yeah, like it doesn't serve any purpose. So she's like, "I'm right." He's she's like, "Where's the gold?" And he's like, "It's under. It's right there under this rock." She fucking pulls this rock up. She's like, "Look, we're rich. We're rich." And Warwick, like, jumps through a fucking wall and, like, a shower of (laughs) (laughs) broken rocks falls on this child and crushes her to death. He causes a small avalanche, like, inside of this fucking stone chamber and just hits her with, like, just brick after brick after brick after brick. And then, like, she's like, Ow! And falls over. I'm like, okay, and the movie's over because she's dead now. Yeah, she's getting beamed with fucking, like, chunks of stone. We're not talking, like, a small rock and a concussion. We're talking, like, pummeled to death yeah you're not coming back from that he breaks a wall on top of her (laughs) but also his reaction to finding the gold is like well fuck this and gets up and just starts fucking kicking rocks and (laughs) shatter and he's laughing his ass off when he's doing it too and the whole and like five minutes later he's like i don't lie but i will try and end your life though (laughs) not on purpose i'm just unlucky it's still look but bad look. So then that woman that almost ran her over, uh, Sharon Connor. So she she hears her screaming. Well, not even really screaming. She she must hear the leprechaun laughing and her just going, Gold, I love gold. <laughs> <laughs> gold, what? We're rich? Okay. She hears a child die and she assesses the situation. Well, and then, you know, Connor, you, you're the one that had the uh, actual experience. So uh, as we were talking about earlier, here comes that white screen. Dude. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Quite accurate, yeah, nothing like a blow to the head. Can't possibly mean anything to the rest of the film, could it? No, um, but she doesn't black out yet. Like, the movie blacks out, or whites out, rather, when Mrs. O'Connor comes in. The movie takes a detour for, like, 80 minutes.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: it sure does. As we find out. Oh. <laughs> Just in case we're spoiling anything for you, uh, it's pretty obvious where this is going. <laughs> It reminded me of, like, some holiday, like, some holiday switch bullshit where it's just, like, here's this fucking alternate reality where, like, fucking, like, yeah. misery lives. But it means that the leprechaun really did, does exist. Right. Yes. Up to this point. And tried to brain her with a stone. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, he's a mischievous little <laughs> fucker. So she wakes up and uh dad's there and Sarah's there. He's like, yeah, Mrs. Connor brought you in. He's, she said uh, you were saying something about gold leprechaun. She's like, Uh yeah, dad, there was a leprechaun and he gave me his gold and then he fucking tried to kill me. And he's like, okay, enough fucking bedtime stories there, Molly. <laughs> I'm, I'm, t- I'm sick of your fucking shit. I'm sick of your fucking imagination and your, and, your, and your fairy tale horse shit. Shut up. Go to bed. Here, go read this book about how to fold cardboard and then go to your room. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a terrible punishment. This is where Howard drops that line, too. He's like, He's like, oh, I'm too practical to believe in fairy tales. And I don't know how this woman makes the connection because of that. There's, There's got to be probably a few million, if not more, Howards in the world. She goes, wait a second. Are you how-to Howard? The Howard Wilson? I've read all your books. And I'm like, lady, she's his only fan. You are the most boring motherfucker that I've ever met besides this guy. This is like Big Bully all over again. I can't believe how often this fucking movie keeps coming up. <laughs> Remember that Rick Moranis, he had, like, sold one fucking book and it was to, like, his high school crush? It's the same goddamn thing in this movie. S- same thing, yeah, yeah. Except she she buys all of his books. So, yeah, right? I'm never gonna fix a car, but fuck it. She's also kind of crazy, too, because she pulls up just because she finds out that this guy has inherited this mansion. What? Right. And she's there to, like, I don't even know what. he, he they, they She comes in and he, he's, like, he's like, hey, uh... Y- i heard you a really great redecorator and she's like yeah i'll do it pro boner i mean pro bono what do you say pro bono i love your books my favorite one was how to sand lincoln Lugs. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite one was how to talk to women it's full of empty pages because i don't know what i'm doing yeah, <laughs> yeah it sure is <laughs> it's just a cover they walk off and they're, they're chit-chatting because he's fucking perplexed that somebody actually likes his books and lucky pops in and and he's like, "Oh yeah, you took one hell of a fall there. Sorry about that." He busts out a fucking contract. Yeah, he whoops out this fucking contract. The fucking the you know here's the terms and conditions of Lucky the Leprechaun. Yeah, here's the Leprechaun Law for you. Yeah, yeah, because when he when he pops in, the dad's still standing there, and she's like kind of freaking out for a second, and then when he leaves, she's like, "How come he didn't say anything?" <laughs> oh, he doesn't have any imagination, so he can't see me. Now sign this piece of paper, and she's like, "What is that?" And he's like. Well, it's a waiver that pretty much says that, like, if you get hurt while hanging out with me, I'm not responsible, so fuck you. She signs it. (laughs) Sure does. She says, what's this part about decapitating me and eating my insides? Don't read the fine print, (laughs) just sign the paper. (laughs) No, no, no. No, don't have it notarized, what are you doing? (laughs) Imagine if, like, like evil... What the fuck's his name? Lubden, <laughs> Lubden, and Lucky fucking flipped the script. <laughs> if they flipped the script, and he was like, "Lucky's in that goddamn crate in O'Grady's farm," <laughs> <laughs> he would get out easy though, because he just he actually needs that four leaf clover. He, it, no, no, no. Jennifer Aniston would crack that crate open, and he'd be fucking bones in
1: that fucking
0: crate. Yeah. But if Warwick Davis, like, evil, if what's damn it, I already forgot it. Leop Lubden, Lubby. I'll call him Lubby. <laughs> if Lubby was there and he's and he was like, "Oh yeah, here's here's my contract. It says I'm gonna fucking t- I'm gonna come back when you're 18 years of age, steal you to bring into my fucking tree palace and uh marry and rape Here you." Go. I mean, honestly, for all we know, they could be the same person. It could be like a Blanche situation from Dragon Ball, where like they sneeze and they switch personalities. You <laughs> know, you think. <laughs> It's like a weird snap. Oh, this is when you actually find out his real name. It's not just Lucky. Oh no. It's Lucky Cloverfield the Fourth. Lucky Cloverleaf the Fourth. And he breaks down, uh, you know, why you would want to catch him and she kinda goes to reach out to him to, you know, shake his hand and he jumps back and uh into the wall just about She's like, Whoa, well, why'd you jump away? He's like, You weren't trying to catch me? She's like, No, trying to shake your hand. He's like, Oh, well, you should try to catch me. Because if you catch me, then I can go to the land of leprechauns. So try to catch me on three. One, two, bing. Ah, you said on three. He's like, you got to surprise me. She's a moron. This child is a moron. Isn't it funny that I can teleport and you can't? <laughs> Isn't it funny I keep telling you when to catch me and then jumping out of the way and you do this five fucking times before realizing that I'm fucking with you? Like, what is going to happen if someone just grabs this motherfucker and he's like, up, oh, I got caught. When he goes up there and I'm like, ah, uh, lucky you cheated the system. So now you're going to the land of the leprechaun hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Wait, we, we saw you. Down the fucking well with you. Back in the well you go. <laughs> no! They cite this day exactly. It's like, that bitch caught you with a fucking net and you were tried to kill her with a stone wall. We saw it. He fucking lands right on that poker table. <laughs> <laughs> Kumdar's like, not again. And Kumdar's like, oh, what's this thing? You fucking landed in my nachos and my hot wings. Welcome to hell, small boy. Oh, laddie. Shit. What's that smell? Uh, it's Charnetsky. He keeps burning the goddamn chicken. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, um, what the fuck was I gonna say? Uh, She already caught him. It's over. Again. Agreed. (laughs) (laughs) What else can I really say? (laughs) She caught him already, before he fucking tried to kill her. This poor old man's been trying to catch him for, like, God knows how long, and she catches him, like, the first fucking day there. Well, she's, she's- Got youthful energy and functioning knees. I'm sure it's easier for her. I probably. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like if he stops drinking, he'll die. <laughs> <laughs> but but the alcohol is keeping him from having, you know, decent motor skills. His organs will fail. Yeah. It's like the only thing keeping his body warm. He's like Keith Richards. <laughs> The moment he stops drinking, he just combusts. He just falls to pieces the dust. So then Lucky basically is explaining this and he's like, Yeah, hey, you know, you need some help to catch me. He's like, you need a Lucky charm. And instead of just like helping her, He's like, I'll get you a lucky charm, TM. Fuck your lucky charms. Yeah, fuck you, lucky charms, indeed. She goes back to school after this. Yeah, it, it, like, cuts to the next day, and she's, like, eating lunch on this fucking giant cement tunnel that we were talking about before. <laughs> it's just, like, p- crudely painted. Yeah, it looks like it's graffiti. <laughs> Enjoying your lunch in this vacant lot? Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, so she's sitting on this thing, and, and uh, it, like, cuts to Crab and Goyle, and they're, like, eating the lunch. He's like, what's with the new girl? She's eating all—she's talking to a lunch like a fucking crazy person. And then they go over and fuck with her. Well, he is showing her the lucky charms at this point. He's pulling one wacky thing out after another. He's got—what is, what is it? He's got—he's, like, a lucky rabbit's foot and a, and a lucky comb and a, and a lucky horseshoe. And she's like, well, what? And she's like— well, it's like a horcrux, me dear. We're going to fuse your soul to one of these. <laughs> Dobby fucking walks up from behind Crab and Goyle and says, Miss, Miss Molly, please give me a sock. Please. I know I didn't clean your house, Miss Molly, but please don't hit me anymore. Lucky turns and just murders him immediately. like <laughs> Dead again, Dobby, you blew it. It's like the Peter Griffin chicken thing. <laughs> <laughs> and the fucking lucky just goes after Dobby. It's almost like you know we said we said in, Aber- in our aberration episode how he was you know he was obviously killed. By uh, Pamela Gidley, she tried to blame it on the geckos, but you know I wouldn't, you know. And then he he ascended and went to go work with the wizards. But I really, honestly, wouldn't be surprised if the wizards got some kind of sick joy out of sending him back to the reality and making him work on other people's problems. <laughs> no, no, send send him back, send him back, do it again. <laughs> I think Gunnar totally is like we well, you, you you're going back to the earth, sir. <laughs>
1: No, not again,
0: Mr. Mister Gunner. When when can Dobby finally ascend? Next time, we promise. <laughs> <laughs> Charnetsky's just like, never, you fucking elf. I'm having too much fun. Now get down there. It's a practical joke. Now just get it already. <laughs> he just kicks back in his fucking recliner. And then dam- Dobby slam- slams into the fucking earth. <laughs> right, in- right through the roof of the fucking O'Grady mansion. I mean, honestly, I feel like you say it's Gunner. But Gunner, he's, he's a pretty nice guy for the most part. It's gotta be Haggerty. You know he's got a problem with elves to begin with. Yeah, maybe maybe you're right. Oh my god, he's an elf racist? Yeah, he totally is. Can you blame him? I think so, I think you're right. I don't want your kind around here, okay? So, back to your body you go. He walks into the fucking room, he's like, is Is that an elf? We don't serve elves here. Get out. I thought I exterminated all you... Are you a fucking Nazi or something? (laughs) You know, the worst part is, you know, as bad as I feel for Dobby for having to, you know, be brought back to life over and over again just to be killed again, I I actually kind of feel a little worse for Harry Potter, who's got to keep the fucking GPS on his watch all the time. (laughs) Oh my God, he's like Sarah Connor? Yeah, well, that's what it is. Exactly. He's got a chip installed in Dobby's body at this point, because he's already had to do it like three times. And he's like, fuck, they brought him back again. I'm just trying to be an or Leave me alone. Every time Haggerty sends him back, he, like, burns the fucking Elfin sign into his fucking head, forehead. Yeah, he's got a new scar. Harry's just driving around the world with a truck and a shovel in the back of it, like, <laughs> Connor he doesn't need a truck. He just got to go use that uh, that flu stuff. The uh, what do they call that? Flu powder, right? Yeah, he has got the flu powder to go travel through the chimney. Oh, that's right. At some point, Molly or Lucky or a combination of both, like they get into this food fight, and like the bullies essentially are just covered in milk. Crab and Gore like throw like milk at each other, but it like misses her and like goes on e- oh, right. on each other, and then they there's a big food fight, and she like runs away. Yeah, and then you know, Oh Boyle gets hit, and then she flips out, and then she fucking yells at uh, Molly again. And, and, you know, I got to say, Connor, you really called it with the fucking Prancer comparison there because. Yeah, dude. ah, uh, I'm telling you, <laughs> I didn't even think of that. But now I'm like, oh, my God. There is a point in this scene where Lucky's like, yeah, I tried to have all the all these kids catch me, but they, they don't have any imaginations because they all have their own friends. She's like, yeah, I'm a loser. I don't have any friends. Good thing I'm unpopular so I can see you. Lucky. Yeah, Lucky, you you homicidal fucking, you know, supernatural being. Here's a homicidal maniac. You sociopathic fucking pint-sized prick. This He also takes her to his quote-unquote home, and this is where he pulls out a couple more of these Lucky charms. and... Is that what that is? <laughs> oh, I, I actually thought this was pretty funny. He pu- pulls out this fucking starfish that starts talking to Okay, him. hang on. <laughs> this starfish has to be addressed because he... He pulls out all his different kinds of marshmallows. He pulls out... This thing straight up looks like a fucking vagina with legs, okay? One fully functioning vagina. (laughs) and it and it talks and like he's like he's like rub the, rub the starfish I'm like don't rub the starfish this starfish has the most voluptuous lips on it and it's speaking to her and it's just and it's just like it's not my tentacle it's a it's a it's oh no it goes it's not my leg it's a tentacle' oh. Yeah, I'm using him. This is when the movie fucking broke me, when this thing came out of his fucking bag. But, like, until this point, I was like, it's like a dumb kid's movie. And then I was like, oh, you're a crazy kid's movie is what this is. Yeah? Yeah. Well, because this thing starts doing cartwheels out the fucking window. <laughs> Dude, to commit suicide, and it just goes into the fucking countryside. I thought I was watching a Peter Jackson movie for, like, a hot minute. <laughs> um, then... Lucky starts pulling all these kind of weird shit out of his bag. Now, imagine if this was, like, the General Mills cereal. Yeah. And you know how, like, you know that commercial, like, Lucky's like, oh, catch my Lucky Clovers, red balloons and blue moons and stars and shit and pots of gold. How about a fucking dirty starfish (laughs) and a used comb? I use condom. Here's my filthy starfish. I like to... Never mind. I'll put that away. It's got a mouth, I tell you. It's real sweet. I definitely don't put it on my penis. <laughs> <laughs> He's fucking that starfish mouth, dude. Okay, Sean, I was trying to go dance around the joke, but you went right for the fucking jugular there. <laughs> ah, this is movie dumpster. Come on. We go headlong into bad jokes, one after another. Imagine all these things in a fucking breakfast cereal, man, as marshmallows. <laughs> talking to you just making the milk brown yeah oh dude <laughs> oh no i got a box full of all vagina stars it tastes like a dumpster <laughs> oh my god mm, this is the best thanks lucky you unlucky fuck! Part of a nutritious breakfast? Yeah, all part. Yes, yeah, as you smile and your teeth fucking fall out. So the fucking the the fleshlight starfish fucking jumps <laughs> out the window. Yeah, they chase this thing across the countryside, <laughs> and it's just it's the weirdest fucking thing, dude. It is really bizarre, and it's like bibble babbling the entire time. Yeah, it's like. The whole time, you can't catch me. Yeah, was it the goddamn gingerbread man? Uh, it's the grease up deaf guy from Family Guy. Pro- probably. Oh my god, kind of. Well, it goes, it goes fucking rolling past this construction site that McGrady is uh, in charge of his company, <laughs> which is seemingly right in the peripheral. Of every shot, yeah, because <laughs> it's just right next to where it is. It's on the side of the only road in this whole fucking town. Because this road is where everything connects to. It's a big fucking circle. It's the school. It's the construction site. It's the house, and then fields. It's just, it's just right outside of the camera's view when you can't. When we're not actually there. Well, you have these two guys work, and they're just waiting for the cement to dry. You know, they should have bought Howard's book. They could have got it done faster, like, right? Yeah, exactly. That's the catharsis of that whole fucking thing. Yeah. They, they, uh, that's the punchline. Mm-hmm. But, uh, eventually mcgreedy's like, hey, what are those guys doing to, like, the, uh, the supervisor's, like, they're waiting for it to dry. He's like, well, tell them to do it faster. Yeah, they're on their fucking lunch break, dude. He complains about them eating their lunch, and then it cuts, and then they're literally blowing on the cement with their, f- yeah. <laughs> with their mouths. I kind of got a kick out of that. I'm like, that's some really stupid, that's some really good shitty boss attitudes. The foreman's like, blow harder, you bastards. Well, then you see this starfish fucking... Cartwheel by in the wet cement, and you see like you see Lucky's footprints, but you don't see Lucky. Just like fuck the cement up, and then Molly runs it and knocks McGready over, and this fucking moron falls face first into the cement and breaks his arm. This guy Pratt falls into this fucking cement. Okay, he's like he gets gently brushed by this girl. He's like, oh 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 oh, I've been assaulted. Ooh, and then just fucking Ric Flair flops into this fucking cement. Well, you know when I say he breaks his arm, he really just says he broke it and put his arm in a sling, but I I think he's lying. This four. Norman, with his two eyes, two naked eyes, sees these footprints appear in this cement and is completely flabbergasted but then totally forgets it the next minute. I mean when your boss falls and says he breaks his arm and this guy's already a major pain in the ass to deal with, I think you're going to focus on him. Yeah, he loves his boss a little too much as we'll find out later. So so of course Molly gets in trouble again. Yeah. Cuz again, prancer. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Oh dude, for sure, 100%. And then uh Mr. McGreedy, like brings her back to the mansion. He's like he knocks on the door and uh Tim Matheson opens and he's like I think this is yours and he fucking gives it to gives her his fucking child back to him and then just like I'll give you the dry cleaning bill in the morning see ya and then we uh we have a St. Patrick's Day fucking miracle (laughs) because I I guess Sharon's been working on the house you know getting the house all good to go Fucking Tim comes in, opens his goddamn eyes, and this house looks immaculate, and it's gotta be, what, like a few days? It was, it's just this one particular room. Oh, I was under the impression it was the entire house. No, no. Well, is it? Maybe. I think it's supposed to be the whole house, because he's like, oh my god, is this the same place? This is amazing. What did you do? She's like, I cleaned up. Yeah, I thought it was just the one room, and then she eventually fixes everything. Okay, maybe that was it. It was still unbelievable. Could be, and everything is, like, immaculate. It looks... Great. She's like, "What'd you do?" She's like, "It's a feather duster you chode. Yeah. She's like, "Um, I cleaned it up and I just put some new th- upholstery on the furniture." Congratulations. He goes, "Wow, you want to stay for dinner? I make a mean lasagna." Uh, you want some lasagna? She's like, "She's like, do you like it?" And he's like, "He's like, well, of course I like it. It's free. <laughs> it's my kind of money. It's my kind. Of, it's oh my, my God. <laughs> what does she see in this guy? I don't know. But from here on out, he was an animal house." <laughs> From here on out, he is putting the moves on this woman just to latch onto her financial security. And I love when his daughter calls him out on it. Oh my god, she does fucking just straight up. So So Molly goes to sleep again, and as per usual... Lucky's coming in to check up on her. Man, he's coming in like fucking, what's his name? And Clarissa explains it all every time. Hey, Sam. Sam, (laughs) yeah. The fucking guitar plays. Well, you know, Dad and, and Sharon are having their lasagna dinner downstairs, but because Molly knocked the fucking mayor over, she doesn't get any dinner. Yeah, he sent me to bed without supper because he wanted to fuck his new girlfriend. She basically says that. She wanted a romantic evening with Miss Connor. So then Lucky, he pulls out of his bag. He's like, I got something to cheer you up. <laughs> he pulls out this fucking glowing orb, this lumen-ass looking orb. Oh, it's a lumen. And he goes, oh, yeah, I got this from the great attractor. <laughs> And then uh, Molly touches it, and it starts bouncing all over the house, destroying everything. And she goes, "Ah, shit! I'm gonna have to pay for that." He thought it was funny as hell. I th- I said it was a shooting star. I lied. It's a spirit bomb. Don't touch it. Um, and there's there was some point where this this fucking this. Well, he says it's he says it's like a wishing star or something like that. But then says like, "Oh, I made a mistake. It's a shooting star." Yeah, this little thing caused the blackout in 1976. <laughs> <laughs> Well, then Howard comes in after he sees the disaster, and he only sees Molly again. He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, look at this fucking mess. He's like, you ruined everything. He's like, this is all because of your fiction section. (laughs) (laughs) Goes in and takes her Dr. Seuss books and her fucking uh, everything off the shelf that's not her school books. What a piece of shit. He goes in and takes all of her fucking books, which, by the way is the only thing in her room outside of a fucking bed and a shelf and a dresser. Yep, Green Eggs and Ham goes right in the garbage. At this point, it becomes Drop Dead Fred with a leprechaun. Like, it's basically, because it's her imaginary friend, and they're just causing hijinks, like, not on purpose. Right. Yeah. He's just like, let's have some fun and trash the fucking house. So he takes away her Stephen King and her Tolkien books. And uh, she goes to bed. And he leaves her one book It says, How to Insert Thumbtacks. <laughs> <laughs> so there's also this whole thing, uh, which we didn't really talk about, but how Lucky keeps taking the flowers out of Mulligan's garden, and uh, he eats them or uses them as like kind of like breadcrumbs to be followed. And so the next morning, Molly's out there looking for Lucky, and she finds said... Rosebuds buds and, and kind of goes looking for him in the woods. And she finds a crazy drunk instead. Yeah, you know, Mulligan, he's getting around town, man. She gets Ewok trapped. I would say, is Mulligan auditioning for the latest Jigsaw Apprentice? Like, what was this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want to play a game or what? <laughs> he's got his feet kicked up. His face is fucking beat red and he's got a, he, an old school fucking alarm clock sitting there. And she gets picked up like the goddamn predator. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, man. He comes running out like, yes, I finally caught him. I finally got that little bastard. And he comes and he's like, oh, fuck. And then she <laughs> and then she blows his head off with her shoulder cannons. Skunked again. No, no, just his one arm. <laughs> and he's got a shovel in the other and he's screaming. He's so lit, though, he doesn't even fucking react. He just reaches with other arm and grabs his flask. He's like, so what? Do it again. <laughs> it's going to take more than that, you bastard. And she tells him about how she met Lucky and, you know... She knows all about him and Mulligan of course believes her. He's like, Yeah, you know, he's very unlucky. And she's like, What do you mean by that? He's like, Well, it's first of all, it's the name of the film, but secondly <laughs> It says here in my script, give me my Daniel Baldwin. <laughs> <laughs> I got it from the well. He hasn't eaten a four-leaf clover in fucking a hundred years. He's out of luck. You know, if you can't if you can't find one four-leaf clover in a hundred years, two things either you suck you got to go to Old Grady's farm man they're fucking there yeah there you g- yeah that too or you're just slacking off i think he's a slacker i don't think he really wants to ascend he wants to stay on this plane i think no he wants to have too much fun being an annoying prick to mortals yeah well he's he he's got a fucking bond with this mulligan guy do you think like honestly like he just like kind of he's roommates with mulligan a mortal bond like like that's the rib <laughs> I love the idea of Lucky being like a tulpa that's been manifested from Mulligan's drunken psyche. Yeah, I could see it, and he just becomes more mischievous and more mischievous. Then finally, when he goes back down the end of the well at this movie, he like pops up on the other side, and then he's evil uh Warwick. Are you are you are you saying that Lucky is like Sisyphus's boulder and like Mulligan has to push this thing up a hill only for it to roll back down every single time? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I mean if you think about the timeline or at least the uh the, the, the movie dumpster timeline, let's say, you know, he goes in the, the well at the end of Leprechaun one, he comes out in this one, he goes off to Leprechaun whatever the fuck and then uh, he comes out of the well for the second movie. Yeah, you know, the, you know, timeline doesn't exactly line up, but we'll say in the in the world of leprechauns, sounds about right to me. Because we're re- we're retconning movies. Well, we've been doing that for three years now. Uh, right, exactly. So the timelines all fucked up. John Hurt. Exactly. We have like four branched timelines. This is this. This is what happens when Bruce doesn't give the stone back to, to the to the Sorcerer <laughs> Supreme. This is what happens. Yeah, Lucky summons a French maid. That's what fucking happens. Whoops. Whoops. Polly Well, this French maid, she walks up saying, oops, and uh, a fucking table's set up, and uh, they're ready to eat this four-leaf clover because, surprise- Molly's got one for him. Yeah, and the butler's Blossom. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, to be fair, it's probably not the French maid. It is Blossom. You're right. No, he's all cleaned up, man. Looking good. <laughs> so they're sitting down, and he's like, he's like, I heard the four-leaf clover is excellent. And he's like, she's like, I got something to tell you. Can, I, can we just, can we unpack this whole setup real quick? Because it's <laughs> kind of bizarre. Okay. Go for it. Yeah, because, like, he's like, he summons a fucking butler. Uh, like we said, Blossom. He's like, he's like, you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he steps aside, and there's a fucking, like, a romantic dinner table set up with, like, a tablecloth and, like, candelabras and, like, well, I thought champagne glasses or something. And he sits down and he's like, I've heard the four leaf clover here is good. And then Maui's like, I want a divorce or something. <laughs> like, that's the tone of this whole fucking scene. It's so bizarre. I mean, honestly, he had that table prepared for Mulligan for years, so that's where all the alcohol comes in. <laughs> I was gonna say that's this is where he takes the starfish. winds him and dines him. Oh, yeah. He puts him under the table and just starts fucking going at it. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> That's why he was so distracted during this conversation. That's right. <laughs> he was getting starfished. Huh? Say that again, Molly. I missed that. <laughs> no, four-leaf clover, you have one? Oh, you don't? Uh, all right, just wait a minute. I have to finish. Under the table, you hear like, ee <laughs> And then it like rolls away, just dripping shit, green shit all over the ground behind it. Ew. This is the filthiest episode we've ever done. (laughs) I think that's worse than Denise Richards taking a shit. Oh, my God. Yeah, she's like, I got to tell you something, Lucky. It's not a four-leaf clover. It's a three-leaf clover, and I ripped one of them in half. And he's like, you lied to me. She's like, yep. But you lied to me, too, because you're an unlucky... Fuck. Do something about it, small man. No, because she, like, calls him out. She's like, yeah, well, guess what? You didn't eat a fucking four-leaf clover in 100 years, and you have no good luck. And all you've been doing is causing me misery. I mean... And he's like, but it's still luck, even though it's bad. And she's like, that doesn't make any sense. Don't you hit me with semantics, you fucking bastard. <laughs> and then he does some uh, post-oral sex crying. And... Uh, <laughs> admits that he's a loser and his life sucks. Oh, yeah. And she kind of comes over and she gives him a fucking massage on the back and she's like, it's okay. We're gonna go find one together. And he's like, really? (laughs) Yeah, let's go look. So they go fucking tramp, tromping around trying to find one. And, uh... I-, I had flashbacks to fucking Avatar because a goddamn bulldozer just starts chasing him through the woods. Yeah, and then it's never seen again. Yeah, because fucking Max is driving in, and he's fucking going to get some hay to go take out Rump. <laughs> There's chaff on the end of that. Yeah. He's like, come on, Rump, just get... Almost runs over these fucking kids, or <laughs> this one kid. God, that movie also has a fucking go-kart sequence. Yeah. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it does, <laughs> Mark Jones had an obsession with go-karts, clearly. Did Mark Jones write this movie, too? God damn it. All right, if we're doing a leprechaun movie, a small, mischievous creature movie... Go karts. Is he like? Was it John Peters in the obsession with giant fucking spiders? spiders? Like, <laughs> go karts. <laughs> Put that little man in a go kart. At the end of this movie, Superman has to fight Bernie in a, a go kart, okay? Because go karts are cool. <laughs> Fuck it, it explodes. But you also see in this scene that uh, Crab and Goyle have go karts. But she finds out in this scene about this five thousand pound race. The race, yeah. So it's like, so then it's that classic thing where it's like, we're gonna win the uh, the the contest or whatever to, to raise the money to. Save the whatever, you know, that trope. To save heavyweights. Exactly, to save the camp. This is also bizarre because it's 45 minutes into the movie and suddenly there's like a brand new conflict or something, like a new plot. They're like looking for this clover and then they just kind of fuck off that idea and they're like, well, let's go build a go-kart instead. Yeah, they they find a new storyline, essentially, is what happens. (laughs) Well, they don't drop the, the, the clover plot point exactly because off screen mulligan tells her just put dirt in a fucking pot and uh put some seeds in there and just put it in the moonlight and after uh four weeks it'll grow yeah and she's like and even lucky's like well that's stupid because by that time the house will be demolished also they're looking just real quick they were looking for clovers like in a dirt pile in the middle of the woods right well okay that's that's why the uh crab and goya are there because mulligan comments he says uh yeah you know you're not gonna find any four leaf clovers around here those two fucking kids keep running over all the grass oh is that what it is yeah they keep fucking up all the uh fields and whatnot with these go-karts what are they doing over there being assholes (laughs) they're driving all the way over to this property (laughs) they're driving go-karts in the woods (laughs) i guess i mean i think molly tries to stay within like a, a square mile of the house so she doesn't really get that far That's how she misses out on all the fucking raw head carnage. It's possible. Yes, the next town over. (laughs) It's like, uh, it's in all the newspapers. Yeah. Local town terrorized by giant boner. (laughs) Walking penis kills people. Kills little boy. Howard's next book, How to Avoid a Mass Murdering Monster. Don't leave the house. Be a wet blanket. Just move in the town next door. How to Avoid a Pagan Penis God. (laughs) in three steps so then uh she asks her dad how to basically fix up that old go-kart in the shed Uh, and he's like yeah i got a book on it right here that okay so this scene has like my favorite shot of the movie she's like dad help me build a go-kart and he's like absolutely and he reaches for a fucking book and it cuts to sharon's face and she rolls her eyes so far into the back of her fucking head and just is like are you fucking kidding me? Like, <laughs> dude, this is. And he's like, "What? I I gave her the book. She's good. I I we we gotta have l- l- dinner in this montage and lunch in this montage and clean up the house in this montage. That little kid's fine. We have to have sex eventually because yeah. that's my only end game here." She also tells him that, "Oh, your newest book on fucking floor tiles. It's gonna be a banger." Shut up, Mrs. O'Connor. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> it's your best book yet. He's like, "Really? Are you serious?" I gotta send this right out to my publisher. Like, it's a goddamn series. Like, like they're, like they're it's Game of Thrones or some shit. Like, yeah, it was great. Best installment yet. Came to the edge of my fucking seat, let me tell you. I just, I couldn't put it down. He hands her this book, Making the Most of the Motor, and she goes out, she's like, okay, I guess I'll do it myself. <laughs> There's no motor. It's just a frame. Yeah. There's a frame with some wheels. There's nothing else on this thing. So you're telling me she builds this motor from scratch? And, like, Two days. Well, it's like three weeks because you know you have that four week window of uh when, when they uh, the the clover is going to bloom all the way, and you know, spoilers for the end of the film. It blooms like literally at the end of the film, so you got to think about three weeks. Yeah, which is ridiculous. Which also. Paints a picture of three weeks of a dad inside trying to fuck his interior decorator while his daughter is out in this dingy, wooden, beat-up shed trying to build a fucking motor. Yeah. They don't even eat meals with her. They eat it together. No, yeah. yeah. And they cook together, and the kid just is seemingly, uh... Absent. You know, quarantined in this fucking shed. With, with a leprechaun that nobody can see. With
1: a leprechaun
0: <laughs> eating bugs and shit. It's, like, raining, and she has her face against the glass. He's like, I don't see a go-kart built yet, honey. <laughs> Where's the engine? Meanwhile, Mulligan's in the corner going, Oh, oh Spanish ladies. <laughs> <laughs> He's just swimming with bull-legged leprechauns, you fuckers. Archive. He's like duct taped his arm back on. <laughs> he shows him her tattoo of a four-leaf clover. <laughs> right above his scar. Yeah, right above his scar. You see that? Weed whacker. They go out of their way to show Howard fucking putting all his shit on the shelves and, and cleaning this house up. Because uh, later in the film, they're going to go out of their way to show him taking all the stuff off the shelves and (laughs) putting it into his trailer. (laughs) They must have shot these scenes back to back. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. (laughs) Okay, put the books on the shelf. Okay, take the books off the shelf. Okay, put the books on the shelf. Okay, now put them in the box. Good. Good job, Tim. Take five. Lunch. She looks at the old man fucking passed out in the corner and she says, this is not going to do. So she calls up her friends. Uh, Sanka and he comes <laughs> over and helps her push this fucking car. Sanka and fucking John Candy come over and, and they get this go-kart running down the hill and uh, she keeps, she's fucking booking it, man. She's really put this thing together, and she comes up to Crab and Goyle, and they're not having it. No, they're pissed off, even though it's a piece of shit. He's like, Oh, girl, can't be go cop. Well, <laughs> she comes in with the stopwatch, with the, and she goes, Five nine, five nine, we did it, we did it, five nine. <laughs> he kissed the egg, dude. You always gotta kiss the egg, man. So they steal her fucking stopwatch. Yeah, that's a nice stopwatch, give me that. And then one of them cuts her brakes like a fucking sociopath. Yeah, yeah. What is that about, like? You're going to kill this little girl. Let her just get killed in oncoming traffic. Yeah. Well, there's only one road, so, I mean, there's only so much peril she can get into. Well, she gets in a lot of peril, let me tell you, because she starts hitting the fucking gas, and she can't stop. Mm Mm-hmm. And Sharon must be able to see her coming for, like, half a mile. And she, she just stands there, like, in fucking Austin Powers, bringing it back to an old joke of the show. Stop! (laughs) <laughs> for, for the longest fucking time. Get out of the way. <laughs> I know, dude. And it, it's also, I think we see the starfish run across a fucking field or some shit while she's out of control. She runs over it and it fucking spurts out a little cum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does something but bizar- it's like by a puddle and then it's like runs over the tide and it's like, Lucky runs over and he's like, "Oh, you almost squished me, favorite starfish!" She gets towards the property and like Sharon pulls a fucking Charlie's Theron from Prometheus and just like doesn't run from the fucking donut ship and just keeps staying in its fucking trajectory the whole time. Yeah, and she, and then and then finally she falls into like a fucking bunch of crates or some shit. And I love how Tim Matheson runs out and he's like, "Holy shit!" And he and you think he's like, "Oh, my daughter." He runs right over to O'Connor and he's like, "Oh my god, are you okay?" Are you all right? And he just looks over at Molly and he's like, you're a real fucking asshole. You know that? You could have killed (laughs) him. This kid has been in a high speed wreck. And he's like, you're such a fucking loser. I hate you. You what an asshole. He just goes, look what you did, you little jerk. Yeah. Look what you did, you little jerk. (laughs) So they're like in the house and they're like, you know, she's like reprimand. He's like reprimanding her. And this is where she drops like a bunch of bangers on dad because. He's like he's like, You know, I, I i took her away from everything and I and, and you know what I just can't figure out what her problem is. She's she's got nothing left to lose. She doesn't have any friends, no mom. What the fuck i I don't get it. <laughs> I've stripped her of all her joy. There should be nothing else. And I took her books away, so she should be, you know, conforming all by now. That's how it works, right? Yeah. He goes, I don't know how to communicate with my daughter and Sharon's like putting her arm over her shoulder like, All right, Howard, let me let you in on a secret. You're a fucking horrible father. You don't even make any
1: effort. <laughs> yeah. You're
0: basically berate the poor girl at every given fucking turn and uh, y- you handed her a book and told her to figure it out like she kind of wanted you to do it with her it was pretty fucking obvious and he's like yeah what Re- wait wh- really and while i'm okay with it you're pathetically trying to get in my pants yeah <laughs> And you have a very small penis. I just I have to tack that on in the end. Really bring down your self esteem. But she's into it. She loves it. Um. So, do, is it now where Molly comes in and she's like, "Well, no, she's outside pouting," and he's like, oh, fuck! I gotta fix this. I finally have to be a father after years of doing nothing." And he goes outside with his coat on. He's like, "You know what? I thought, uh, I thought we could have a conversation." And she's like, "Well, can I talk first? He's like, "Go ahead, daughter." She's like, you know, I just really think that uh, this is fucked up that you moved me out here and you're not paying attention to me and I just really wanted to do this with you and you just blew me off. And he's like, you're 100% right. I'm an asshole. Let's do it. Yeah. He's like, I have to make sure this never happens again, Molly. So I'm going to have to kill you now so I can be happy with my new <laughs> Irish wife. My new wife, my new interior decorator. And let me tell you something. The curtains most certainly match the drapes. He tells her to kneel down and like stick her head out. And he's about to curb stomp her. And Sharon comes out and says, what the fuck are you doing? He says, uh, there's a bug <laughs> on the back of her neck. I wasn't trying to kill her. And then Molly's like, oh, okay. So we're going to do this. We're going to do it. So then they do it. Um, they, they basically build it up from the ground up, get it going. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Lucky, of course, keeps popping in and out. And of course, only Molly can see him. So it's kind of just like, you know, they, they play this fucking Irish music and, uh, they do a little montage. Fucking river dance music in this movie killed me. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not as good as Luck of the Irish. They had, that one had better music. Yeah. Yeah. Also, there's like pages missing, missing out of his stupid book and he's like, He's like, you don't need to read the book. You got your old dad here to help you now. Well, there's pages missing also because she might have taken that book and Beaten the fuck out of it against her go car after a few minutes. <laughs> this child has a very real breakdown at some point. Yeah, and then cried into it. Well, then like two or three weeks pass, and uh, we got three leaves on the clover, and it's the day of the race. Dude, this fucking house is already repossessed. What are we talking about? Yeah, you would think, right? You know what I mean? I thought that was it. How much time did they have? is trying to keep up this insurance scam with broken arms, so he's not leaving the house. Ah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Except for the race. Oh, so you know they never named the damn thing. The, uh, the go-kart. So she comes out, and Dad's got his hands over her eyes, and he, he's like, we got a big surprise for you. We named the go-kart for you. We already mentioned John Candy and Sanka, so of course, it's cool runnings. Yeah, it's the rainbow racer month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a rainbow racer, and uh, d- this thing looks like shit. <laughs> I mean, I know a kid built it, but holy fuck, does this look like it's? It looks like it's made out of paper. It doesn't even look adequate enough to be in like a Mad Max parade. Like it's just like it's it's a dingy piece of shit. I can't imagine it would run without falling apart. It's got a motor and it's just like covered with cardboard as like the body and like burlap sacks. Yeah, but it was. It's kind of nice because Miss O'Connor like painted it for her and, like, made her a little jacket and shit. I mean, especially when you see what this thing looked like originally, like, just fucking totally falling apart. It's a piece of trash it is! Well, so they also make her her own jacket to kind of match it, because all the kids have their own jackets, and I swear to God, Crab and Goyle look like they're in fucking... They look like they're in a NASCAR race. They're in fucking. They're Little Rascals. Well, Waldo, man. That's when they. Yeah. I was definitely having flashbacks to that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, they have. Uh, they participate in the Twisted Metal Go Kart race. <laughs> Twisted Ireland. This is. I, I don't think some kids made out of this alive uh or if not grievously injured yeah dude this yeah this is definitely like a fucking pod race oh oh yeah uh, you beat me to it man now this is go-kart racing <laughs> right before they start like uh tim matheson has like a heart-to-heart without connor he's like wow i'm so happy that my kid is, uh, is is happy now and you know i needed a woman here to be a good dad because i'm a piece of shit and uh, my di- my dead wife did everything, so I don't know what I'm doing. Thanks for helping me. And you have a steady paycheck. Patri- I mean, you're great. I mean, you're wonderful. Uh, kiss me. And then his fucking ears perk up because he hears that there's a 5,000-pound prize. He goes, wait a second, there's money involved with this? <laughs> wait, wait a minute, what? <laughs> oh, that that could save my house. Why didn't I care sooner? Pushes her over. <laughs> He gets in the golf, he gets the go-kart himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And rips her out of it. (laughs) He's just fucking knees her up to the steering wheel. He's literally, like, kicking children, like... Yeah, he's, like, reaching over and, like, pulling them out of their go-karts and, like, throwing them by the neck, like... Yeah, because he's so much bigger. (laughs) So Aunt Petunia shoots off a fucking rocket launcher (laughs) and starts the race. And, like, uh, Crab and Goyle have, like, speed racer gadgets on their fucking go-karts and they have comms they can talk to each other in yeah they're like they're like get that guy through the oil slick fire the missiles and they have crosshairs on their fucking their, their windshields like and molly is dead fucking last yeah oh because they got to get this little fucking caveat in there that her uh cart wouldn't start so dad has to push her to start and this Ampetunia principal is like, I I gotta remember that for five minutes from now when I when I disqualify her. Yeah. Because she says something to the mayor about it. It's like, yeah, that could be considered interference. He's like, yeah, it ain't gonna matter, Crab and Goyle are gonna win anyway. So Sebulba so comes out the side and and, <laughs> and they de- and Crab and Goyle decide to fucking start picking off the other racers. By the way, when this race is over, not to jump too far ahead, but how does none of the other kids tell on these stupid motherfuckers? Because they're the mayor's kids. They're the spoiled cocksuckers. Yeah, I guess. Well, they're also dead, apparently. Well, that too. They were all eaten by rawheads. the uh That's what happens when you lose this race. He comes out of the woods and just takes you. I could see it. I wish these two fucks ate them and got eaten, right? It's right next to the trailer park, so they're, yeah, they're in the same proximity. Um, and this is where I was mentioning before, where this this very fat child... I'm sorry, but <laughs> this bothers anybody, but this... Very, very fat boy is in this very small helmet, and it is very fucking funny looking. His fucking cheeks are pressed together like this. He's like, oh, we're to take out that other right. <laughs> Oh, come on, brother. We gotta go get everybody off the racetrack. You mentioned earlier he's like, painfully ADR'd because, like, there's no way he was talking over all this bullshit happening. You can see his mouth smushed together and his speech is perfect, (laughs) and it's like, oh, yeah, they had, yep, mm mm-hmm. Like Connor was saying, they're dropping cow traps and oil slicks, and they drop, like, a fucking slime grenade on Molly. Yes, slime bomb. It explodes. It's like a giant bottle of, like, fucking... Green adhesive and the starfish is rolling around laughing. He's like, "That's his cum!" <laughs> oh my god! It, it was lucky all along. He just pumped that into a bottle and somehow Crab and Goyle found it. Oh man! Oh my god! The fucking throw. The starfish was throwing up. They're like, "Let's put that shit in a bottle for a." Slime bomb. They're handling it. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. They have no idea what it is. Yeah, this stuff tastes pretty good, actually. It's a little sweet. Oh, no. <laughs> Put a little to the side. We'll have it with our lunch. It's like those McDonald's shamrock shakes. <laughs> I just Mm-mm. Go check out C.B. Smith's fucking Instagram post <laughs> if anyone out there knows what we're talking about. C.B. Smith, friend of the show uh classic i saw that post i know what you're talking about <laughs> got some fucking uh some fucking goblin tie-ins yeah or bad taste you know take your pick well, it's possible yeah molly's wheels are completely covered in whatever the fuck this goop is and it, it makes her cart just stop and then lucky's like ah oh, need some uh magical help or something lucky's like did you forget about me <laughs> you want me to make you fly i haven't been in the film for like 15 minutes she's like I gotta take off. And he's like, okay. And then sprinkles fucking pixie dust on her and she starts flying. And then he just starts singing, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, I love you. Hi, ho, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Yeah, this car's flying, man. It's flying no faster than it was before and somehow... (laughs) (laughs) somehow she gets in front of these two jackasses. No, 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 no! She does not get in front of them. Not only does it not go faster, she lands, like, behind them and still has to catch up. Oh, that's right, yeah. But when she lands, her wheels now magically work. Well... For no reason. We kind of hinted towards why that makes sense, but uh, it'll make a lot of sense pretty soon. These fucking scenes of them flying through the air are fucking hilarious because it's just the go-kart... And Warwick Davis like flailing around on the back of it, but the camera's moving around it to make it look like it's moving, like it's all green screened. Yeah. It's it's very clearly a stationary object with Warwick Davis in the back of it going, Wee woo, waha, and just like acting like he's tipping over, but then you know, yeah, it's terribly fucking placed against this green screen, just kinda like I said, chugs up the screen diagonally. It's fucking hilarious. And Mo- and Molly's just like, Wow, lucky, this is amazing. This is so cool running out of magic remember i'm unlucky and they land and uh you know she goes and she's driving and crab and are like yeah we we lost her we won we we got it in the bag and then they she comes in between them and just goes right between them and wins the race they're like how the fuck did that happen skywalker wins (laughs) and then petunia is like wait a second hold on hold the fucking check this woman is a piece of shit right yeah because the the mayor's like ah oh, well i guess i got to give this fucking check that i don't want to he like says that he's like i don't want to give it to her but i guess she Get it because she won. Yeah, on the megaphone. Yeah, he's like like judging this fucking race or whatever. And this fucking bitch runs up. She's like, hold the phone. She cheated at the beginning because she needed assistance. So the check goes to the kids that are already rich. Fuck you. I love a villain awarding himself a check with his own money. Yeah, I think the most deplorable thing about the scene is that the other patrons at this race are all sad looking, but clap anyway for yeah. these fucking scumbags? Yeah. Eh, we're used to it. They're like, oh, Emperor Mayor did the thing he always does. We're only here to have a little joy in our life because my sister was just killed by a fucking demon. <laughs> <laughs> I need something. I need a win. Could be worse. It could be a few towns over. That town is <laughs> fucked. I tell you. My niece got ripped out of a fucking RV with her top ripped off. She got she got Rex boobed. They say he does something about raspberries. We don't really understand it. I could smell the blood. I heard he was God. <laughs> he is God. I heard he petered a priest. What? <laughs> he wants to baptize you. Lucky's just fucking fucking the starfish. Uh, Me? (laughs) No, not you. No, not you, Lucky. (laughs) The the fucking penis demon. (laughs) Oh. Oh, okay. Right you are. So they lose the fucking check, and they go home, and I forget how they get into it, but she's, but Molly's- Well, Howard drops the bomb on her. She's like, oh, and by the way, I'm eloping with Sharon. Oh, no, that's the thing. Right. Because she says something first. She's like, it's all right. You didn't win the race. And he's like- And they're, like, going back and forth. Because he's, like, she's, like, it's not like you're my mother just because you painted it. And he's, like, as a matter of fact, she's going to be. Because I'm marrying her. And she's, like, what? (laughs) He's, like, and she's, like, you just marrying her because we're broke. And he's, like, (laughs) uh, no. (laughs) How how dare you? (laughs) She's like, I wish mom was alive. She'd believe... Oh, that's what it was because she's telling them about the leprechaun. She's like, you cheated. and She's like, I didn't cheat. It was the leprechaun. He helped me. Also, how the fuck do they know she cheated? And did anyone go look in the woods for the bodies of these eight-year-olds who were all murdered by this fat kid and his brother? Like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Well, they also do say... When Aunt Petunia makes her case, she's like, also at, at the point turn, no one saw you there, and you, and you still made it to the end, so you must have went a different way. No one saw you at Beggar's Canyon. <laughs> <laughs> Not even Watto. <laughs> Not even the Sand People. They walk in straight lines to hide their numbers. That's right. Single file, baby. When she fucking lays that down on her dad, I thought that was the funniest fucking thing. I was like, holy shit, they just she just said that, and that just happened. Well, then she's really hot and bothered, so she goes outside back to her well, and she's like, This is all your fuck, Lucky you ruined my goddamn life! He's like, whoa, okay, hold on. What did you say? She throws a fucking pot down the well and hits him in the head with it? Yeah. He's down there fucking trying to pleasure himself with a starfish, and he gets a pot dropped on him. (laughs) This is Lucky's time. Don't interrupt Lucky's time. I mean, he comes up there, and he's still got it stuffed in his pants. You can just see the outline inside there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He's just got six fucking
0: leg... Or, excuse me, tentacles. You just hear some sucking sounds while he's trying to explain his case. (laughs) She's, like, got her hands covering that part of his body, like, while she's talking to him, like, looking away. She's like, you're a son of a bitch. You ruined my life, but I'm not gonna look at you right now. Is that why he's giggling all the time? Maybe. Could be. (laughs) He's just orgasming all fucking day. (laughs) But she basically tells him like I never want to see you again. He's like, "Oh. Oh, really?" And and then the starfish is like, "You're going soft. <laughs> <laughs> You're pushing rope, Lucky." <laughs> so <laughs> So, but she like he like makes her do this like ritual to like get him to fuck off he's like alright throw the penny down the well and tell me to go fuck myself (laughs) so she does I mean he's already fucking himself the whole movie we've already established that (laughs) that's my job yeah but he wants permission now to go do it you know without being bothered (laughs) right yeah so she does and he's like alright I guess that's it she's like yeah And she walks off. Fuck you. I'm done with you. You, All your bad luck is over and, oh, she tries to get him to fucking use his bad luck to break up the wedding and he's like, I can't do that. They're good people or whatever. That's messed up. How dare (laughs) you? you While he's getting blown. Are you even paying attention to me, Lucky? What? Huh? What? Oh, hi, Molly. I looked down at the, the time for this movie to see how much time was left and I was stunned that there was about 20 ish minutes left yeah i thought it was almost over i was like holy shit i was like what the fuck are you gonna do for the end of this film because right about now i mean it could have been five minutes let's be honest Uh, yeah because she goes you know basically slam cuts to the bulldozers are coming in you know you get that quick scene of them taking everything out of the house like i mentioned earlier but this fucking bulldozer comes in man this, the wrecking ball, I should say. Oh, the Blarney Stone hung up on a fucking crane? A Blarney Stone? I'm telling you right now, that's the fucking dick monument that Rawhead was under. Oh, oh my god. That, they recycled it? We don't waste anything in Ireland. <laughs> they don't <laughs> I gotta tell you though too just real quick this montage of them packing up the house is just like shots of the production wrapping up yeah yeah also like at some point they start like again with Prancer it starts being filmed like a horror film yeah it's weird like they ramp up the tension all of a sudden because like the fucking bulldoze is there and this mayor has a fucking he has an erection you can see from space for trashing this house this old historical fucking monument yeah ancient irish castle he's like he's like i want to build those right now gonna build ireland's first mcdonald's here uh, a fucking oh what is the one from coming to america a mcdowell's a mcdowell yeah he's like i'm gonna put the first mcdowell's here we're gonna build a mcgreedy's <laughs> <laughs> they just serve mcgreedy burgers we're not really sure what's in them but haggis burgers baby yeah yeah he's close to scotland it makes sense mm-hmm. if only she had little tiny dinosaurs to help her out with this or geckos. It's possible better than a leprechaun so like then this movie just decides to go crazy as if it hasn't done that before yeah <laughs> suddenly the music is like ban, ban, ban. like it starts getting really fucking tense and then like they're like oh, yep the house is gonna get destroyed and Dan's like oh look a letter <laughs> and i was like what the fuck is this and this is the point of the movie where you're like oh the redemption no right <laughs> No, it's a Jelly of the Month Club fucking letter. You bet it is. Here comes the Deus Ex Machina. And he's like, this must be the advance from my publisher. And he opens it up and he's like, hello, Mr. Howard. We regret to inform you. It's just a picture of the middle finger. <laughs> it's just a rejection letter. If this isn't the biggest bag over the head punch in the face I ever got, god damn it. And he starts <laughs> punching fucking Sharon in the face. He doesn't get the money for the <laughs> No. Yeah, I'm sitting there watching the movie like, what? (laughs) I said the same thing. I was like, wait a second. They lose sight of their fucking child during the chaos. Uh, Yeah, right. So I'm like, oh, there must be something else that's going to happen. So Molly runs into the fucking house to get the four-leaf clover that didn't bloom yet. Yeah, and then she gets hit with a fucking piece of artwork. (laughs) That's my sculpture. I didn't buy it. Don't let me die like this. <laughs> you think I wanna die like this? She goes missing and like Sharon is waving at construction workers like there's a child in the house and they're like, fuck your kid. Yeah. <laughs> this guy could care less. He's like, I'm getting fucking paid to knock this house down and I'm gonna start in her bedroom. <laughs> he might as well have flicked a fucking cigarette at her. She's like I don't, I don't care. (laughs) This woman is screaming directly in this man's face. And he's just like, whoop, whatever. And like, Howard is like trying to get in the house. And four men are like, you can't go in there. We're about to trash the place. And she's like, my daughter is in the house. And they're like, too bad. So sad. Nobody's in there. Forget it. She goes in to get the clover because it's been four weeks. And she's like, it's got four leaves. It's got four leaves, Lucky. And then, you know, she gets creamed. She's fucking wrecked by a wrecking ball. (laughs) This fucking Blarney Stone wrecking ball comes careening into her fucking bedroom window and explodes. There's a huge explosion. It fucking explodes! Specifically her window is the first room they decide to (laughs) demolish. And she goes flying across the room. And we're not exaggerating when we call this a mansion. This thing is fucking gigantic. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't even think they've been in every room in the four weeks they've lived here. No. And, like, this is shot super straight, too. So, like, you have, like, horrified reactions from Howard and Sharon. It's shot in slow motion. The music is ramped up. She gets hit. She falls over. And the screen fucking fades to black. And you're like oh she died again no what happens is the fucking the viridian city gym leader whites out again and then we flash back to the fucking bed she's in yeah we leave that 80 minute detour to the actual film <laughs> <laughs> because oh she actually just when those rocks fell on her in the beginning she's just been knocked out and imagining all this and then the movie starts over again and then at some point i was like did you just repo mend me like is that what just fucking happened here yeah <laughs> Well, she wakes up to her dad fucking reciting his new manuscript about, basically, the film. And the father was reading a book, this time not for his daughter's enjoyment, but to hope that it would wake her up and give him joy. And then she's like, Hey, Dad! He's like, Oh, my God, you woke up! Oh, thank God, I was so worried. She's like... Why? It's, how long have I been here? Why are we still in the house? Isn't it getting demolished? He's like, uh, what are you talking about? You got knocked out a few days ago. Some rocks fell on your head. You know, when you got hit, I, I've been watching over you ever since. You know, I was writing my other book, but then I decided to write this other book called A Very Unlucky Leprechaun TM. What do you think? Actually, a man named Mr. Baldwin came by the house and gave me this, told me to read it to you, and eventually you'd wake up. <laughs> <laughs> It fell out of the sky on our front doorstep. It's it's like the Wizard of Oz, except you don't actually go anywhere magical. And nobody learns any fucking lessons. No. Nobody learns any fucking lessons, and then this girl is like, I have knowledge from a previous timeline that I will now apply to this one. Oh my god. Oh yeah, dude. She's gonna live in her past life experiences. In fact, the whole dream, let's call it, that she had of her father being such a piece of shit couldn't be any further from the truth. I couldn't believe that. This guy is like night and day to his fucking dream version. I mean, they paint this guy as such a piece of shit in the... I know. The, in most of the film. Mm-hmm. And then here he's just like, oh my God, yeah, let's make the go-kart. Let's do it. I love you. This must be what she thinks of this guy. I am fucking positive that uh, that is how the movie originally ended, and, it's, and the studio was like, what are you, crazy? Oh, this this screams of reshoots just because of the way it's structured, and like... Yeah. Remember how we said, like, for 13th Warrior, the ending of that movie is fine, but definitely feels like it's trying to wrap that shit up? Oh, yeah. Um... This is like, the movie restarts and gives you an abridged version of the entire film in three and a half minutes. Just to give you a happy ending. But like you guys are saying, she knows all the best ways to go about it now. Yeah, but like, I feel like the sad ending was the original ending. And they were like, you can't do that. What are you, fucking crazy? Prancer. Let's let's keep referencing that. (laughs) (laughs) And now the way it's structured, it looks like a fucking time travel film because this girl wakes up and has a... Like uses all this knowledge from a premonition she had while she was unconscious. I got a crack, dude. We see a sundial in a few shots, and that is Sig Valtzen's magic sundial. Well, I, I mean, honestly, I could believe it after the events of this film. It's like a primitive time turner, dude. Well, she goes and she wins the race again, But this time, she doesn't quote-unquote cheat. And also, there's, like, an implication that, like, Lucky isn't real, even though we saw him prior to this fucking rocks falling on her head. Yeah, and then she doesn't interact with him the whole time between all of this. Right. Like, at all. The pisser is, after all that, you know, Dad and Sharon still get together. But he still doesn't get enough fucking money to pay off fucking McGrady. Yeah. They're still gonna knock it down. It's a good thing you won that go-kart race. Too bad we didn't get any money. Slam cut to a wrecking ball again. Dread it. Run from it. Run from it. The Blarney <laughs> Stone comes all the same in time. You will learn what it's no like to be demolished. <laughs> she also fails to mention that the next town over is going to be murdered by some fucking penis demon in a few days. She could have avoided a lot of misery, and she just decides not to tell anyone about that. <laughs> She keeps that B-plot of her dream to herself. Yeah, well, that's, well, because that's, that's McGrady's whole thing. Like, he wants to open a metropolis to, to, like, cover that all up. Like, no, there's no killer penis demon. What are you talking about? Are you saying he wants to gentrify raw head problems? You bet your fucking sweet ass. (laughs) pagan what's that so yeah we we then recycle most of the fucking footage from this wrecking ball sequence well except mcgrady doesn't have a broken arm this time no so i guess that didn't happen in this timeline the letter shows up again and i when he first started reading it i fucking fell the fuck over because i'm like this will be the correction this will be everything's positive he opens it up and he's like we regret to inform you and i was like (laughs) But then he's like, but we're interested in your stupid children's story that's probably nonsensical and doesn't have an ending. That you didn't submit. Somebody else did. Yeah, that you didn't submit, and we'd like to, whatever, pay you for that. And then he walks over to McGready. He's like, ha-ha, I am a successful author. It just happens to be this check is the exact amount I owe you. Here you go. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then he stuffs it down his fucking throat. Yeah. Also, just real quick, you were saying that, like, it's all recycled shots of the Wrecking Ball scene, except one. There's one shot where the fo- the one foreman guy comes up and he's like, oh, you look real sexy with that megaphone, boss. And he's like, <laughs> what? He's like, fuck off. Oh, I could be Yuri and Petunia. <laughs> it could have been me. He fucking hits Petunia with the Wrecking Ball, like, oh, what happened? Yeah, she mysteriously disappears. She floats off. Um, uh, You know, she doesn't interact with Lucky this entire time in this Timeline. Also, it's like heavily implied Lucky was the one that sent it to the publisher. Right. So she goes over to the well to like see if Lucky's still there. And I'm pretty sure it turns out that, like, even though this is all a dream, the leprechaun still helped her because she got the four-leaf clover right from the room this is this is like when i said holiday switch this is like the fucking gifts from the parallel timeline like seeping over into the actual reality like where it's just it's a massive fucking plot hole yeah and it's like this is what this doesn't make any sense so uh, apparently the 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 clover she was growing in the well she grows it again that's the thing she basically repeats her actions oh that's right that's right that's right yeah 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 but you're right it it doesn't really add up and and you know no why would she not interact with this guy for four weeks and also i just want to say you slept for a few days and you lived four fucking weeks that is a long dream i'm just gonna put it out there that shit happens all the time dude with, like, out-of-body experiences and stuff. People pass out and live entire, like, lives. There was a Junji Ito comic about it. Go look it up. It's called Long Dream. It's fucking disturbing. Yeah. But, yeah, so so Lucky comes out of the well, and believe it or not, he has a fucking starfish on his penis again. <laughs> So, you know, not only is it in the dream, he's still fucking doing it. He's still fucking fucking it. She's always interrupting him, too, when he's fucking that thing. I mean, thank God she does, because otherwise Mulligan was never going to catch this poor bastard. Don't you think he'd be a little hyd- dehydrated by this point? It's always on him in his fucking drawers. He just, he has a fucking IV set up down there, <laughs> just constantly hooked up to it. He just, yeah, he like, he keeps it, like, attached to, like, one of his nipples, and he, and he just breaks it off when he needs it. This is me jacking off electrolyte bag. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta gotta make me quota for McDonald's. (laughs) That's why they only have it once a year, dude, but anyway. Yeah, Lucky's gotta build it up, sperm bank. (laughs) He freezes it? Well, that's why it's a frozen delight, man. That's why the ice cream machine always breaks, because it's just, you
1: know... (laughs)
0: It's all gunked up. (laughs) By the way, those machines fucking stink, so there's a visual for you guys. It all adds up. So yeah, Mulligan catches Lucky, finally, after years of trying. While he's talking to molly like they're having a heart to heart and he fucking just bags this motherfucker and Morgan walks up and he's like ah, you son of a bitch i caught you oh he's boozing hard too he's like oh, i got ya." um and lucky's like oh no you caught me oh no
1: <laughs>
0: here's this pot of gold we haven't seen since the first 20 minutes of the movie and molly's like wait a second i thought that was mine yeah <laughs> eh, it's fake don't worry about it <laughs> yeah it's chocolate uh Lucky's just like, okay, Mulligan, it was all part of my plan. Here's the gold. Enjoy it. And meanwhile, this motherfucker isn't going to live... Long enough to s- fucking use this gold, all right? No, I know this 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 drunkard who lives in the fucking tool shed is now given e- extreme wealth, right? But at the 14th, he's like, he's like, ah, Molly you'll get half of it because I'll be dead by tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, let's be real; he's probably gonna have a stroke like fucking O'Grady and Leprechaun before he even gets a chance to spend a dime of it. The next shot is him sprawled out in the dirt and the gold spilled everywhere, and like. <laughs> He gets the gold and just has a fucking heart attack (laughs) like he's been doing it his whole life and finally gets it. Yeah, while Crystal Blue Persuasion plays as the camera fucking spins out into the sky. Oh, my God. Yes. So, Molly gets half the gold, and, um... It's almost like getting all that money would have solved all the film's problems a long time. <laughs> right. Like, I ha- like, two of these coins would have been enough to fucking pay this debt. What is the point now? The conflict is resolved, and he's like, now you have half of this fucking pot of gold, which in today's value is probably not worth a whole lot. Probably, well, there's historic value. Could be priceless. So, um, you know, then he... He has the whole speech again about ascending to fucking Lando Leprechauns now that he's been caught by Mulligan, but he was already caught. Right, yeah. In the previous timeline, too. So, anyway, I guess my point is like, he hasn't been able to find a four leaf clover for a hundred fucking years. And Molly grows it in four weeks. Not only that, but like, she's like, oh, how are you going to find your way to the Lando Leprechauns? He's like, it's okay. I'll just follow the scent of four leaf clovers. To get there. See? Slacker. He could have done it the whole fucking time, and he's been living in someone's fucking garage. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> well, they don't have starfishes in fucking the land of the leprechauns, so <laughs> he had to get his use out of that thing. You think that's what it was? He couldn't take the starfish with him. He's not allowed in the land of leprechauns. He pets it on the fucking head. He's like, I'm sorry, Patrick, I gotta leave you behind. <laughs> he, he pets it on the head and the fucking cum just spurts out a little. <laughs> finally my sweet release (laughs) it just fucks off to like to the ocean starts smoking a cigar (laughs) it starts smoking a cigar I gotta make the starfish now anyway (laughs) so he flies away and after that he's like okay Molly fuck off see you later starfish and he fucking flies away which is hilarious in itself just to see because he just floats up like a balloon yeah (laughs) oh my god it's it's fucking great he flies over the house and everything and they come out and he's like, and Tim Athens is like, oh, the you know, uh, we uh, they they want to buy the book, Molly, but um, uh, it doesn't have an ending, and and uh, you hear like off in the distance, Warwick Davis go, look at, look up over the house there, Molly and Molly's like why don't we put a big rainbow at the end like that one and she points up and there's a big fucking rainbow over the house and then it just cuts to credits and and then Tim Matheson sees the leprechaun finally because he's gotten his imagination back and he dies of a fucking heart attack <laughs> and his hair turns white like he saw at the dead lights <laughs> And then, and then Sh- Sharon inherits the house. <laughs> that was the that was the long game, right? She murders the kid, buried her under Rawhead's rock. Yep, she's protected because she has the the idol. Yes, but yeah, that's the end of the movie. Where are we putting this, guys? For, for the first half of it, I was like, eh, "This is gonna be a dumpster movie." Um, because I just one like I, I've said it before, my threshold for dumb kids movies is not as high as it used to be. But then, like. But then this movie was like, but hold on, we have several insane things to show you. Um, and no sooner had that starfish got pulled out of that fucking bag. I was like, shelf! This movie is a fucking acid trip. Um, it's, this. I can imagine this movie being really, really fun. Um, if you're hanging out indoors for, I don't know, like St. Patrick's Day time with a bunch of friends. And just to watch a movie that doesn't know what the fuck it wants to be at any point. Um, and also to watch Warwick Davis, like, practically cartwheel his way through being a leprechaun again, but not having to be a villain, and is doing pretty much the opposite kind of character, but the extreme levels of that, too. He's hamming it up every time you fucking see him, he's he's doing all kinds of weird physical shit, um, and there's a lot of unintentional comedy coming from how fucking awful Howard, Howard, uh, Howard is as a father, um, and, yeah, this is kind of a fun bizarre fucking anomaly of a film that i ended up really loving so yeah it's a shelf movie it's a shelf movie for me too but after all of that you were so upset that the only irish movies you get are leprechaun (laughs) i know yeah leprechaun movie like and and i'm like this is pretty okay like (laughs) leprechaun movies and the boondock saints yeah this yeah very unlucky leprechaun and the boondock saints yeah and i'll take this one over the boondock saints um yeah this is shelf movie for me definitely um it's got you know. I have an affinity for the for the old shitty kids movies, and um, this is totally one of them. Uh, you know, Warwick Davis. Pretty much anything Warwick Davis is in, especially as as a main character, is fucking grade A to me. He agreed. He's so fucking like jovial and fun and having a fucking blast throughout this entire thing, right? And to be able to come back after all of those, you know, after like you know. Ripping people's eyes out and making dirty limericks and 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 growing a giant penis and then exploding and then going into some guy's dick after he gets pissed on in space. Like, it's just one of those things where he kind of had a spot to play in that is more kid-friendly. Like, it's almost like it, he hasn't got a chance to do something like this since, like, Willow, I feel like. Sure. You know? And it's just... it's I, I think... I think maybe, that, because we were talking about that before, like why he did it, right? Even though he just made all those sh- those other Leprechaun movies. And I think he just kind of wanted to do another kids movie or something that can be enjoyed by children and adults, right? Yeah. But, um, I mean, that's what I think, anyway. I mean, I could be totally wrong. I I, I could see it, or like like you just said, or kind of like what Connor is even saying, where it's like the other end of that spectrum. Sure, yeah, yeah. I mean, it could have been the fucking paycheck. <laughs> Who knows? Well, I, I think there's also something endearing about something coming back after four fucking Leprechaun movies and coming into this and not phoning it in at every fucking second. Exactly. And not being completely jaded. Yeah, yeah, he's totally into it and totally f- fine and fun. Um, And then he makes two more horror leprechaun movies after this so put that in perspective <laughs> um but yeah this movie is just fu- like the starfish like connor said seals the fucking deal because it's just like it goes from it goes from 90 to 100 j- just on that alone uh it's, it's it's a weird kids movie and i'm fucking here for it. It, it it's it's warwick davis as a leprechaun but not an evil leprechaun and i'm also here for that too um this is a great great companion piece to the horror movie Leprechaun. And I advise you to when you when you're making your St. Patrick's Day stack, you get your fucking Bailey's and your and your Jameson and your Guinness, and then you line up fucking Leprechaun, a very unlucky Leprechaun, and Rawhead, and you just fucking bang out that holy trilogy, man. On the feast of St. Patrick. Uh, yeah, shelf. I love it. So this was gonna be a shelf movie for me i was I was honestly <laughs> even fucking clearing off space on the shelf to put it on there. and then that fucking twist at the end was like a twist of the knife in my back. Ah, uh, I get what they're going for, but it fucking just ruined the whole movie for me because yeah, I, I was really liking this film like for what it is, you know, I'm not some big fan of a lot of these kids movies, and we've kind of talked about that on the show uh, you know, over the last couple of years. But uh, I was feeling it. You know, I like Warwick Davis. As Joe put it, he's very jovial. And he, and, and even as you both were saying, he kind of like, he 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 put more into this movie than I think he really needed to. Sure. Uh, from an acting standpoint. And, uh, you know, the, the overall plot, uh, you know, Connor, you joke about Prancer. But Prancer, I think, is way more fucking depressing than this film. Uh, it 100% is. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it has kind of like that feel good moment at the end. You know, everything kind of works out. But I just the fake out with it was all a fucking dream. And now she has this prior knowledge she shouldn't have is just like, I don't hate it, (laughs) but it's just like comes out of so far to fucking left field that I just like it it shook me to my core, let's say. And uh, that shaking caused it to fall out of the fucking shelf into the dumpster (laughs) Uh, surface level still would probably watch this again. But uh, it's sitting up there with some fucking old hamburgers and hot dogs. <laughs> it's sitting, you know, honestly, with the uh, it's probably sitting up there with some fucking drippy shamrock shake. Ooh, that when someone realized what it really was, they spit it out <laughs> and dumped it in the dumpster. Because hey, guys, it's it's leprechaun come. It sure is. I like that your 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 deal breaker was like this nine year old can't cause temporal paradoxes. That's no poppycock. <laughs> We, we leave that for John Hurt and the Speedsters, uh, and, and, you know, hey, you know, we have our own little universe here, and I, I like to think in the MDU they celebrate St. Patrick's Day, uh, but in reality, you know, I say that and then realize what the meaning of St. Patrick's Day actually is of the pagans being chased out of Ireland, and, uh, you know, I don't know how Rawhead would feel about that, to be honest. So uh, maybe they wouldn't celebrate it. I don't know. Maybe they are, maybe they're not. I'm not really sure. We might have to phone Rawhead in and get his opinion. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess so. He's the protector of that, right? Well, he's eating everybody besides women. Yeah, this is true. He's definitely eating the Christians, mm-hmm. as we saw in Rawhead Rex. Top-level dumpster covered in some shamrock shake. Little shamrock spooge on there? Yeah, mm. absolutely. I mean, honestly, if you look hard enough, you can see Warwick behind the dumpster with that starfish still attached to his penis. <laughs> Oh boy, that's a visual no one needed. Charnetsky's in line, he's like, when do I get my fucking shamrock shake? When's my turn? Well, we all know Ch- Charnetsky's not wearing any clothes because GVD told him to take them off. Come here, you little devil, I need that juice. Where's my starfish? It's has been missing for years. Quick, quick Warwick, run. So that's it. That's A Very Unlucky Leprechaun from 1998, directed by Brian Kelly. Hey everybody, if you want some more bad movie goodness, you can check us out at moviedumpsterpodcast.com. Subscribe to us anywhere you listen to your podcast, and make sure to leave us a five-star review if you dig the show, because it helps us get out of the bottom of the dumpster and into more eardrums. Yeah, and if you're on the social medias, you can follow us at moviedumpster on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I'm Joel Oskola I'm Sean Lubden O'Rourke I'm Connor Seamus McGraw That's my actual middle name, everybody And I'm Joel Oskola And I don't have any Irish puns or anything like that But happy St. Patrick's Day, dumpster dwellers You lied to me Only because you lied to me first When? When you said
1: you'd bring me luck
0: I I didn't lie, I did bring you luck
1: But all of it was bad
0: A minor technicality
1: You got me into a lot of trouble
0: My life's a complete mess, and it's all because of you and your unlucky charms.
1: (coughs) (laughs) All right. I admit it. Everything you say is true. As a leprechaun,
0: I'm a loser.